gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Talk Nuffle podcast, where we're going to do another lockdown race review. And uh, for this one, um, I've got uh, Mark the Commish Hampson back on. Hello, Mark. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me back. That's all right, mate. It's, uh, thanks for the patience. I mean, it's, it's worth telling the listeners that we've just spent a fucking hour trying, <laughs> trying to get this recording together because we usually use an app called Ringer. And it's just been an absolute nightmare. It's not been recorded properly. And we nearly gave up and went to bed. But uh, it turns out that Zoom does good recordings. So we're now using Zoom and uh, happy to plug them on here. I think they should give us some money for it, really. We've been, uh, yeah, we've been uh, clicking buttons like two monkeys for the last hour. And then my missus decided to just go, well, why don't you just do that? And it seems to work. <laughs> <laughs> tells, you, tells you how basically, smart she why, is. Why try and get two men to do something when one woman will do it much better is, is basically the takeaway, I think. <laughs> seems to be the way. How many blood bowlers does it take to fix a podcast? Just the commissioner's wife. That's just it. commissioner's wife. <laughs> Seems to be. <laughs> anyway, on this podcast, we probably shouldn't waffle too much because, you know, we've already been chatting shit for an hour to each other. We just haven't been recording it. Um, well, I think we're going to do what I would say is quite an apt uh, review today, considering the COVID lockdown we're in. We're going to review the Nurgle, what are they called? The Nurgle Rotters? Is that the name of the team now? Uh, the Nurgle Rotters, yeah. But I think the Nurgle Rotters are just uh, one of the sort of famous teams. What are they called? Are they called? I'm just having a look at the front of the spike. I think that they're just called. I think that they're just called Nurgle. I mean, in the star player list. Yeah, Nurgle team. Called, yeah, just called Nurgle. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just checking because you know a lot of the Blood Bowl teams they've done. Martin and I had a good chat on the last one. Actually, this the last one might come out after this one, but we had a chat on the Undead podcast about how the Undead are now the shambling Undead. Yes. And there's been yeah. lots of things like that added, um, but they're yeah. just still just the Nurgle, which is nice. It means the old fuddy-duddies don't get too upset about it. Yeah, but I think that the Nurgle used to be called the Nurgle Rotters. I think, no. I think you're uh... right. I think they used to be called Nurgle, Nurgle Rotters, but I think they're now just called Nurgle. And also Chaos Chosen, didn't they? just used to be called Chaos. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, definitely. I'm just looking at the roster here. Anyway, sorry, man. We Let's dive in. Yeah, so, I mean, first of all, I think we're, we're going to do this... The, a similar format to what we've done in the other race reviews where we'll go through the roster and have a chat about the stars and go into the tactics because we've got the Nurgle tactical genius on today uh, and then we'll have a little chat about league uh, and then tournaments and sort of how you build your teams for that. So first of all the, the fluff for the Nurgle teams what's really cool about the Nurgle is that they're the sort of first and only you know quote unquote official games workshop chaos god team which we don't yeah. really have for the other ones. Would you agree? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, there's nothing other than corn, but even they're sort of a, a fake blood team. bowl team, like the yeah, PC game, right? And Gangster would t- say, importantly, they're not corn; they're demons of corn. Demons, demons. of corn. Demons they're not just corn. corn. Um, and, and the Nurgle are are genuinely Nurgle um, mortals, as we say. So they've only got mortal positionals that we'll go into. And um, when did Nurgle come in? I mean, I should have done this research before. Do you know, Mark? Because they've been a long-standing. Blood Bowl roster, or are they relatively new, or what's the story? So I think that they have been part of the game for quite some time, but sadly, I do not know. Um, <laughs> they were part. They were part of the Living Rule Book Six, whatever it was, when I started playing back in sort of 2014, 2015. So I wouldn't be able to tell you, but they haven't changed them, which is nice to see. Um, they've kept them very much as they are. So in a few little tweaks here and there, which we'll get into, but uh, yeah, they're very much. Uh, as they were, which is very nice. 
And interestingly, they're not uh, they're not like a super popular roster, really, are they? They're, I think they're quite a lot of fun, but the, one of the big problems you have with them is they take quite a lot of time to develop if you play them in league. So a lot of people like get a little bit put off by that. They're not something you can pick up and like, oh, they're quite fun out of the box and they look like they're easy to do. It just takes takes a little bit of time for them to get going, and I think people may might struggle with that. Yeah, they're not a team for beginners, I don't think. I think a lot of people who kind of think, oh yeah, no, well, that'd be a really not easy team to use, but it'd just be really tough tough to break down. You know, they'd be good at smashing stuff, but they really, but unfortunately they're not. They're definitely a team that, <laughs> they're a team that develops 30, 40 games in into something pretty nasty. Um, but off the bat, I wouldn't put them too far above some of the stunty teams, in my honest opinion. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you often see what you what you often see, and we'll go in a bit later into tournament builds, but sometimes tournaments are like super generous to them and they're like some really low tier, like down almost almost stunty tier, but like the one above it. And yeah. so then they get when they get shit loads of doubles and stuff and you can, you know, block up your beast and you know, get yeah. loads of like well, usually volume of skills is good for them in tournaments, so you get loads and loads of skills on the on the um the what are they called? The large dudes, the bloaters. Bloaters. Yeah. Um, yeah, when you get stuff like that, then they start to become a bit stronger. And um, so people sometimes take advantage of them as a kind of shitter chaos team in tournament builds when they get that skill package that you can get. Yeah, I mean, straight looking at them, I think, they're, I think they're really, really cool. I was just looking at the Spike magazine. And listeners, we're always going to use the Spike uh, where we can because I quite like to look forwards rather than backwards. And kind of, I think GW are taking the game in a really fun and interesting um, direction. Um, and there's some things that we don't like, but most of the stuff we do. And um, I think it's this is a pretty good spike mag, actually, this one. Issue number yeah. three. It was quite this, exciting when it came out. This is one of the best ones, I think. If you yeah, if you like the old, the old lore, I think this is definitely one for you. And obviously, if you like Nurgle, then it's perfect. But out of all of them, this is one of the best, other than maybe some of the stunty teams. There's just such stupid stories throughout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's reading up about the Rotters, because... They're like the first positional that we're going to go into in a sec. The, the humans who find themselves infected by Nurgle's beneficence will often turn to him in hope of finding respite. It's all about the love of Papa Nurgle and stuff. I think yeah. it's really fun. Um, and all the, the famous Nurgle teams, like the Disease Destroyers and the Bile City Blight Kings. That's actually an Age of Sigmar um, a reference, which is interesting, because the Blight, Blight stuff, the Blight King stuff, is all um, Age of Sigmar models. Gotcha. It's quite okay. They're bringing in... Some of the yeah. new fluff, which is cool. And then the Plague Bearers. So we had a little chat off air. There's a team called the Plague Bearers. That yeah. It kind of hints to it that they're all Plague Bearers and stuff. But obviously, we haven't actually got Plague Bearer miniatures or no. rules in the, in the game. So quite interesting. Yeah, a little snippet of something different there. Who knows? Who knows? And you I definitely if, don't want a team of rotters. Definitely not. I wondered if they did like a Plague Bearer star and he maybe didn't quite make it in or something. Because that's something you could have seen them do. Yeah, it's a shame there isn't one actually. There's a few things we'll chat, maybe chat about it. But there's a few things they may, not well, may have missed, but they could have added in for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's dive into the roster, Mark. So first of all, as we've alluded to, their zero to sixteen lineman positional is the rotter, so an infected human. So he is effectively a slightly shitter human lineman. He's a bit cheaper, forty yeah. k, uh, and for that he's movement five, so slower. But then he is three, three, eight. So strength three, agility three, armor value eight. And people yeah. often forget that. They forget that the Rotters can pick the ball up. They can, they can move it around. Yeah. Um, but then he's got decay. <laughs> and then uh, the whole team's got Nurgle's Rot. Um, and so we might as well talk about Nurgle's Rot straight away just to yeah. get that out of the way about what that does for the team. Sure. So when, with any, any player with Nurgle's Rot, which they all have, including some of the star players, but only really the sort of Nurgle themed ones, I believe, um, whenever that player 
inflicts a casualty on another player from the opposing team and they actually kill them, like dead, regard like before apothecaries or after apothecaries, everything, all of that kind of stuff. A bit like how undead teams raise zombies, you basically get a rotter positional as long as they are strength four or less and not stunty, basically. Or strength, yeah, strength four or less and not stunty. Um, you get a rotter positional at the end of the game and they join the team for free. But unlike a zombie that appears in the game, so the straight zombie away, will appear yeah. straight away, these guys kind of turn up and it talks about it in the fluff, how like it takes a bit of time for them to become, you know, rotters. They don't instantly become a rotter. They're not like zombies. They're still a sort of a bit human, but the plague takes them over, addles their brains, and then they eventually come back to the team from which they were. Ah, killed. that's quite a cool little fluff thing. That yeah. makes more sense. They're not like immediately killed. They're like... Yeah. They kind of they get left they get left for dead, but actually their bodies get taken over by the the plague or the the nobles rot as it's called COVID coronavirus <laughs> COVID rot COVID's rot so that's that's how that's, that's, that's how nobles rot works it's kind of a funny little rule so you kind of you do get that you sometimes get Amazon players in your team and stuff you know very silly but the thing that people don't that most people forget about with rotters is that AG free because yeah, a lot of people a lot of people think they are zombies but they're not. They, and, that, and it helps that not a lot of people play as Nurgle and not a lot of people play against them. So they come up against Rotters, think they're garbage, but actually it is just that movement that's, that's difficult for them. But they can score and they are a threat. If you're up the other end of the pitch and you pester Gore loses the ball, they're a decent player to uh, you know do a quick handoff or a quick pickup to score. They're not, uh, they're not your AG2 bumpkins that you expect them to be. No, I think they're um, they're quite a lot better for 40k, same price as zombies. Um, you know, they're they're one higher movement and one higher agility. Sure, they've got that decay. Where I mean, the, the offset is they've got that decay and no regen. So you know, in a game, they're, they're quite likely to get fucked yeah. up and killed. And the regen yeah. is, is you know, all of your linemen having a 50-50 chance of coming back is good. But mm -hmm. actually, in game on the pitch, they're 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 more effective because they're faster and they can actually pick the ball up. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, and yeah, they you. have um normal access to both general and mutations so we can get some cool mutation skills in there if required but again i mean we'll talk about the skill ups later for leagues you, you know rotters are you treat them a bit like zombies and you, you're gonna get the old one with block and wrestle and bits like that but if they're getting too many skills you're gonna just can't rebuy if they are fodder put on the line to die you don't want to rely on them let's just put it that way you don't want to rely on them to win new games but then they are decent positionals nothing nothing wrong with them as you say, they will die in their droves, but there's worse players out there. <laughs> well, I mean, and the next player, talking about winning your games, is probably one of my favourite uh, Nurgle players and the ones that, you know, are sort of the stars, really, and what are, are going to win you the games are the Pestigors, because they are the dudes who are going to do most of the scoring, probably most of the hitting, and then all the bits and bobs in between. Uh, they're yeah, 80k, sure. so they're 20k more than a, than a, um, a normal uh, score. Yeah, <laughs> Gore from the Chaos Chosen. Um, and, uh, they're the same stats. So they're movement six, strength three, agility three, armor value eight. Uh, they've got horns, so they're all the same up till there. But then they've got Nurgle's Rot, so the skill with the already talks about, and they come with regeneration, which is really, really cool, good, because it means they've got that 50% yeah. chance coming back. And then they have general strength and mutation access, which is the same as the uh, Gore as well. So uh, Gores, Gores don't have mutation, I don't think, do they? Uh, I believe they do. They, yeah, the Chaos, they have Chaos team. Well. Yeah, yeah. Chaos, Chaos team's got 
that these are the only two teams that have got normal access to the mutations, which is why you see all the claw pom stuff sense. running around. So yeah, no, Gauls do have Makes that. Yeah, um, yeah, gotcha. So basically for 20k more, you're getting that Nogles rot and the regen, um, and the fact that they're your kind of ball carrier faster dudes in this team, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, um, I think they're a really, really decent player. Well, I mean, uh, when you look across the board of this, of this team, you think, well, where, who's going to get the ball? Who's going to get it quickly? And it's just the Pestigors. <laughs> who's your blitzers? The Pestigors. Who's going to do all the damage and do all the movement? The Pestigors. They are the only players on the team that do all the work, really, to be honest. Um, everyone, every, every single positional has it. Like, it's, it's the thing it does. But the Pestigors are your only utility players. So they're hugely important. And keeping them safe is key to your season, basically, for the Pestigore. Because if you if you lose a few of them early on, you know, you've got the regen as a backup, but it doesn't always save you. Um, you don't want to be doing anything silly with them. Keep them protected at all times if you can. Don't leave them based. But yeah, Pestigores are the stars of the team. And they normally always are in leagues. They're the, the ones who level up the quickest because they do all the scoring. And so, as you can imagine, they're, they're, the, they're, the, they're the real thing to, to go for. When you're and I think... I think that does outline a, a, a big weakness actually early on with the Nurgle and why you have a problem, particularly in you know developing them early. Is even though they've got that regen, as we spoke about, is really critical for that 50-50 chance of coming back. These are one of those teams where they've actually got players without regen but don't get the apo. Um, yeah. So you've got um, you know like vampires, for example, do get the apo. Um, you know why do no? I, I kind of think maybe Nurgle should get an apo. Um, I don't think they're an undead team. I kind of feel like that's a little bit of a Ooh, maybe they should, but but they don't. They don't get an apothecary, and they don't get anything like a a necromancer. They've just got that Nurgle's rot rule instead, I guess. Yeah, there's a there's not, there's not any note of them not getting an apothecary in this book. However, I know that it's looking into it too much because in the undead book it says that they can't take them, whereas in this book it doesn't. But I'm pretty sure it's just something they've missed. Maybe yeah, something I mean, it's, bring it so up it's with in, them. Yeah, it's in fumble. I mean, I haven't checked. I've actually got it upstairs. Um, and when we have a break, I will go and double check, and we might we might just quickly bring it into the the league yeah. bit or the tactics bit. But I've got the um, you know the not the almanac, but the uh, coaches rule book, whatever is upstairs, and it might mm -hmm. where it's got the actual teams, isn't it? Has it got the teams in that? Yeah, it should do. Yeah, yeah. No, so I'll double check. I know that I know that they can't take an app over. It doesn't actually specifically say in this book. So yeah, some of we'll they confirm. Missed. We'll confirm. Because oh, yeah. I put again, I yeah, you know, I think you probably agree. I think they, I don't see why they shouldn't really. They're they're diseased humans. Um, they're, I mean, I guess you could you could argue the fluff. They're so diseased that no doctor can possibly save them. Very <laughs> much likely. <laughs> you could bring in. Very much likely. But, but I kind of feel that they could. But yeah, so Pestigors, we like them. 20k more, but they definitely do a hell of a lot more than the Gores do in a Chaos Chosen team. They're really, really important. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, you've got them in droves in the Chaos Chosen team, and they're basically just your replaceable positional, whereas yeah. there's four of them. And when we get to the builds, you're only probably going to have one or two um, to start. So they are gold dust, um, unfortunately. unfortunately. <laughs> and they are cool. And actually, I mean, there's a bit of discussion about the models. I actually really, really like the Pestigore models that you get, the GW ones. I think they look really, really different to like normal Gore models. They're really crazy. Yeah. They've got loads of tentacles, loads of shit going on. And I've seen some really cool conversions. They look great. They're super awesome. Yeah, so I converted a team, a Blur Nurgle team years ago, way before they restarted doing plastic kits. I mean, I do look at this this team and think it looks fantastic, but I could never bring it bring bring it in like to replace my plastic models, but or my team that I converted. But yeah, I see what you mean. They're just weird. 
And that's what's so good about Nurgle. It's just weird and gross, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what, what it says in, in the Spike magazine here is, Beastmen are the purest children of chaos, blessed by the chaos gods, largely ignored in the favor of other races. They take many bizarre forms, most appearing distinctly goat-like, etc., etc. But I remember reading, um, I can't remember the name of it, but there's was, was been some good Empire novels of the Old World, obviously Blood Bowl is set in an alternative yeah. Old World, um, talking about how, you know, we have this like stylized view of gore because GW released, you know, they've got their 20 gore in a box kind of thing where they all look like goat men. But actually, the beastmen can look like fucking anything. Like, um, yeah. like literally, and as we've, as I've said before, they, they do actually have in the old school fluff like monkey men, like monkey beast men is where the only place where the monkeys exist as the simian in the right. actual GW fluff is, is monkey men. And there is a, there's a whole paragraph about, about the tribes of the monkeys and they're, but they're monkey beastmen, they're chaotic monkeys. And they've yeah, got all of yeah, them. They've got monkeys, they've got lepers, they've got all sorts of different types of beastmen, not just goats. Um, but that's very much the one that's become synonymous with, well, it's only Blood Bowl, I'd say. The old world, yeah. Not. More like the old world around the empire. Yeah. Probably. Yes. Whereas elsewhere, it might be different. That's cool, I didn't know that. Diseased goats. Yeah, um, yeah beastmen live, live lives of squalor. They're dirty creatures. I mean, you can see that in the models, isn't it? They are awesome. Anyway. Let's move on to the next positional. And again, like I think we've spoken about the stars. These guys are, I mean, they're called bloaters now. I think in the old uh, rules, they were called blockers. I think they were like... Just Nurgle warriors. Just Nurgle they, warriors. Nurgle warriors. Yeah. But they are, effect, they are definitely like a, what we would class as a blocker positional. Like they're not, they're not a blitzer, as we said. They're um, 110K. So they're uh, 10K more than a Chaos Warrior. They're 100K, aren't they? Off the top of my head. 30K more, I think. 30k. I think the Chaos are they Warriors are 80 or, or, they? or 90. They're 80 or 90, yeah. Okay. You can check that um, whilst you're we talking. Can. Yeah, if you, if you just check that, I'll run through the stats. Uh, they're movement 4, so they're slower than a, a Chaos Warrior. Strength 4, same. Agility 2, so that's quite big. They're, um, they're a lot less agile, which brings them more into that Blackhawk. Difficult to skill up. You know, you can't, can't easily score with them, etc. Uh, Arm value 9, so still super tough. And they do have the really annoying... Um, uh, juxtaposition between disturbing presence and foul appearance. You've got to roll that like two plus to bloody hit them. And then they've also got that um, foul appearance in order to stop people passing the ball. And when you've got four of these guys on the pitch with Beast, it's just a nightmare. They just they can really shut the passing game down in a way that um, Chaos teams can't unless they invest in those mutations themselves. Again, like, disturbing presence isn't a skill that you think to take like loads, but if you've got it, you fucking mm -hmm. use it. Uh, yeah. And then they've got Nurgle's Rot and Regeneration, and then General Strength Mutation Access, same as Chaos Warriors. Um, so are they? Are they 30k more? I've, I, they're 100k, sorry. Yeah, I, mean, I thought they were. I, yeah, I thought they were 10k more. Yeah, they're 10k more. more. And for that, you get the Regen, which is big, like on a, on a player like that. And there's Stone Prince and Fowler Prince, both of which, like, yeah, they're, they're good, they're useful, and they, and they really build into the play style of the team. But then you get nerfed in the movement and agility, for sure. Yeah. So it's a huge deal because the thing about you might think, well, I mean, people who play chaos teams, and I'm sure you'll get someone on to talk about them, is that any of them can do the ball work, really. And when a you know when a big guy, strength four, has got the ball, he's still picking it up on threes. He can still be handed off to. Still, the ball can move around to him. Whereas with these guys, it's just not as easy. It's just you know it makes it very much more. You know, it silos it down to just your pesticles, your ball carriers. And the problem with these guys is, and just like the chaos warriors. You think that chaos teams would be really good at smashing stuff into the ground, but they don't have block, so they're just a bit unreliable. I'm afraid to say they're essential to the team, but they're just unreliable. But <laughs> and harder to get blocks than chaos warriors as well. Yeah, because they can't score. 
They just don't get yeah. any touchdowns. Um, but very unlikely to score, let's put it that way. Slower, less agey. Always, I, I don't remember who told me this, but disturbing presence, fa- and disturbing presence and foul appearance are skills that you may take four or five level ups in. So if you were like a Chaos Warrior, you take them three or four skills in, right? Oh, well, let's just get it go. But it only becomes good when you've got three or four level ups. So we'll go into what they are. When you've got Block, when you've got Mighty Blow or Claw or whatever it is you want, and you've got those skills, they become probably one of the scariest blockers in the game. But off the bat, nah. <laughs> well, <laughs> they, they get beaten up by everything. Yeah, and it's interesting you say that. And no, I agree. I, I, I think the problem with this inherent problem with this team, we'll talk about the tactics in a minute, is that they're like a bash team that can't, that doesn't have any other options and really can't bash out the gates. Like <laughs> they really struggle because they haven't got the skills. But you'd be surprised how annoying foul appearance can be. Like, and and in early games as well with people without skills, where you're like, shit, you know. I mean, the thing about Blood Bowl as well is that in order to be successful, you've got to roll as few dice as possible, haven't you? Like Blood Bowl is yeah. about rolling fewer dice whilst for- forcing your opponent to roll as many as you possibly can. Like that's like the sort of straight out of the bat tactics that you do with a Blood Bowl team. And the great, the great thing about Nurgle is that because they've got so much foul appearance, it really frustrates pe- teams, especially with low re-rolls, because they've got to use extra dice and they might roll those ones. And invariably, as you know, I played Nurgle a couple of times. I took them to a tournament once. And for you, it never seems to bloody happen. They like never roll a bloody one. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. Whenever I play Nurgle, I always fucking roll the ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, against, like, for example, dwarves, it's actually really strong where you're playing, like, because the only way the dwarves are going to try and push you around is you say slayers with dauntless, and you're making them roll um, the foul appearance, and then the dauntless roll, and then the block. And it's just those all those extra dice rolls. It's, it's, it's good. It's not, like, powerful, but it's good. It's, it's, it's a tool at your disposal. Yeah. I tend to find um, foul appearance, you, you can't... It's a bit like we were talking about dauntless. So I was on, we were, I was on with Tom about the Bretonians a couple of weeks ago. It's like Dauntless, you can't rely on it, but when you need it, it, it works. Whereas this is the other way around. You can't rely on foul appearance to save the day, but there'll be that time when it does. When, yeah. yeah, you just, I just need you to roll a one, please. And then they roll a one. Well, and, it's, ah. and it's a bit like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a bit like we talked about fend on the peasants, like in a way, one or two fend here and there is not something you consider taking, but mass fend is really good. And in a way, sprinkled foul appearance maybe not so good but when you've just got five players with it off the bat you're gonna you're and people are trying to block you every turn people are gonna fail it and they're gonna not be able to push you around so it does become better yeah, if, if you're playing noble well and you, you know the game plan you play or your, your drive's going well you're gonna always want to have your bloaters and the big guy which we'll get to in a minute up the front and uh there's nothing better than a blitz that fails oh man <laughs> and it's so well, silly it makes sense for them they're all stinky you can imagine players going actually you know what I don't get paid enough to block, block this guy. <laughs> Jesus. He just brings um, the fluff in. Yeah, Griff Overwall coming in again. Yeah, fuck this shit. You can yeah, that. I, I'm, not, I'm not keen. I am not exactly. keen. Well, exactly. you talked about the big guy. Let's move into him. So, yeah, in this, in the Spike Mag, he is called a Rot Spawn, which, again, that is an Age of Sigmar, definitely an Age of Sigmar type last thing there. Yeah. Uh, he's always been the beast. The, the beast of Nurgle, yeah. Beast of Nurgle. Always been the beast. And, and I think, us oldies will always call him the beast. I mean, that's just kind of how he is. There was a, yeah, when they, the, so the Warhammer TV guys, they, they do a thing where they talk through the books. And then when they start talking through the Nurgle book, they, they explain they why. The so they said oh, okay. the Nurgles just wouldn't play sport or something. They, that's basically what they were saying. It's, it's too stupid, too bouncy. It's like a puppy. Um, okay. I, I don't know 
if that's the case in Age of Sigma. They're saying it's just too much of a little puppy dog. So well, yeah, and I'm, I'm reading the fluff now. Um, I can see why they've done it. So, yeah, essentially, you're right. The beasts of Nurgle are a different uh, thing. They're like a demon. Like a beast of Nurgle is a demon, effectively. And it's like, like part of the demon side of the Nurgle roster. And they're saying here that a rot spawn is effectively a player that has been. Where Nurgle has been over generous with the gifts that he's given him, and he's effectively like a proper spawn. Like he's just gone, he's he's gone mental, he's gone wrong. He's a champion of chaos who's gone too far and has got tentacles rather than a demon. So they have like tried, they've moved the fluff away from it. I mean, yeah, I, I kind of feel like they could have stuck with the Blood Bowl alternative universe style thing and just gone, yeah, Beast and Nurgle and Blood Bowl are this, and we're, we're going to call them Beast and Nurgle and just explain it that way, probably. But yeah, yeah I can see why they've done it. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I don't think they need to be always like totally tied together. Yeah, it's a shame. But hey, he's a rock spawn, but then at least his and he's, stats and, are the same. And yeah, least, and we'll go his stats are so yeah, he's he's pricey, he's, he's right up there with the with the mino, the expensive big dudes, but you do get a lot for your money. Uh, he's movement four, so he's uh, he's slow, strength five, agility one, and arm value nine, so he's nice and tough. Um he's got disturbing presence and foul appearance, same as Warriors. Loner, as you'd expect, Mighty Blow, Nurgle's Rot, and then he's got Really Stupid, Regeneration, and Tentacles, which we little, love. Little fact about the Rot Spawn, or Beast of Nurgle, whatever you want to call it, he's the positional that starts with the most starting skills mm. of any player in the game. So he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight skills. And not so all of them are good. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not all of them. But, uh, damn, he's hilarious. He's he's actually one of the reasons why, or he, she, what, it, it, they, whatever you want to call it, he's the reason probably to play this team, in my opinion. He's just hilarious. Mm. But it's just that he's so different to any other big guy because he's it's not like a minotaur. He's not going to go running off and killing stuff. He can't obviously throw anybody like some of the other big guys. Um, but his ability to, and we'll get into why local or how they are, he's a very negatrate. He, he tries to pinch people, pinch people in, hold people in. It's great at like holding a corner of a cage and just holding like three goblins next to him, and they're never going to escape with his tentacles. So he's quite a like anti. So we we're talking about it last time, kind of like space controlling piece. Just can just be an absolute nightmare for some teams. Um, and along with a disturbing presence and foul appearance, he can be a really annoying positional to to remove. So. He's a lot of fun. I think if you're going to go Nurgle, he has to be up there with a reason why you'd play Nurgle. Um, because him and the bloaters are just a wall. And if, if you're lucky, sometimes... The wall of Nurgle. It's just a wall of pus, isn't it? I, think, I don't know what else you could call it. A wall of horribleness. Um, yeah, it can be tough to break down. You're right. Foul appearance. Damn. So annoying. And also the tentacles can just shut, especially like elf teams. Suddenly, ugh, you know... Elves need to roll an eight plus to dodge away. Otherwise, yeah, they stuck there. You know, so if you can get him into a decent position, he's great at shutting down pillars. You know, pillar the pillar defending, so he can just wobble in there and he's holding up three players. It's great. You know, um, good good positional. He's probably the well as as, we, as we'll get into. He's obviously unreliable, but then all big guys are. But then this whole team's unreliable. So <laughs> why can't I mean? Take it I'm looking at the stats now, and I'm 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 getting more pissed off with the rot spawn thing actually. And we'll just talk about it quickly before moving on to the stars. But like, because I'm now reading the fluff, 
and I buy, I'm buying in. You know, I'm, I'm reading it. I'm like, okay, GW, yeah, yeah, okay. Like, explain it to me. Rotspawn, fine. Um, so he's now a champion. He's been over generous with the gifts. So he's become so mutated that he's become this spawn creature, etc. I'm looking at his skills now, and the whole team has got mutation access. Yeah. But the Rotspawn doesn't, doesn't because yeah. historically he was a demon, so that's why he didn't have mutation <laughs> access. So, so yeah. I'm now looking at it, and also that wouldn't break the team. I'm like, if you're going to. Yeah spend all the time doing the fluff give him strength he's got strength as a normal give him mutation as well why not i mean like i don't really i don't get it like that that's annoyed me i'm just i'm just ranting a bit now but it's annoying isn't no it? i do i do agree with you it's it's a little thing that may just have it makes it more silly doesn't it man because they could have changed it they could have said and to change it we're going to give him mutation access because that's yeah. what he is now and here you go not just here's the same player but we haven't we've just written a backstory but haven't bothered yeah, totally, <laughs> that's how totally. i feel yeah Anyway. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. It would have been, it would have been a nice little thematical change. It would have made much difference. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, you're going to give claw to a rock claw the bat. Yeah, yeah. You, pro you probably yeah. would, but not straight away. It's not, and it's not yeah. your first double. He might get it, but you know, it's not like a. Yeah. There are other players who are going to get claw on there. Yes. Well, yeah. After block. Jeez. Every time. <laughs> I've learned that mistake. Jesus. Don't go claw first. <laughs> Well, we'll get we'll get into that. Right. So before we go into the, we'll we'll talk about the tactics, general tactics for the team in a minute. But let's uh, fly through this star player sheet. Um, yes, they've got sir. some cool star players actually, and some good new ones. I quite like them. So first off the bat, we've got Bile Rot Vomit Flesh. What a great name that is. Uh, he's also available to Chaos Chosen, so both Nurgle and Chaos get him. And this is a new dude. Uh, he's got uh, Dirty Player, Disturbing Presence, Foul Appearance and loner so he's basically a, a sort of stronger nurgle warrior uh he's 180k so he's not too expensive like he's affordable mm -hmm. movement for strength five agility two armor value nine so yeah he's basically a stronger um nurgle warrior yeah i like him because he gives he gives a little bit extra punch to the nurgle team I'll, I'll explain why i would maybe pick other players over him but he's, he's i think he's better for chaos chosen sometimes because i think that they they struggle you know if they have that strength five then they also get that foul appearance and disturbing presence which might be quite a good inducement like if they're playing elves so i think he's quite good for them as well as yeah. being quite good for nurgle but uh, I, mean, I think if he was breaking the 200 mark and had block as well then he'd be like awesome i'll take him but he's um i think he's with just the starting skills and just a bit stronger uh, and Lona, the reliability factors there, as we'll talk about later on. Yeah. And we should just tip our hat to the fact that reroll counters for the Nurgle roster are 70k, which is a big problem ah, for yes, the starting yes. things. We should say that uh, they're 70k. Like as we talked about on another podcast, all rerolls are 50, 60, or 70k, and Nurgle really suffer with the 70k yeah. gold. Uh, you're not going to have those rerolls anyway, and you know, it's difficult right. to use them, isn't it? It, it this team really is. You can't have everything. Um, you've got to make some sacrifices off the bat. Um, unfortunately, so you can't have all of the decent positionals because the rerolls are just too expensive, and you need them so much. Oh, yeah, Bioros quite a funny one. Bioros a good one. Sorry, Carol, mate. No, I was just going to say his story is quite funny. I believe this is the guy. I'm not going to try and find it where it is, but effectively, I think he he was playing for some human team, and uh, he ended up, I think, taking a jersey from one of the Nurgle players after the game. And that just turned him into this monster. <laughs> he swapped jerseys Brilliant. with someone. And then he ended up becoming Bioron Vomit Flesh because he got shunned away from his actual human teams. He obviously stunk so badly. And ended up going off and playing for 
it was the the the, the diseased destroyers he ended up going off and playing for. <laughs> it was originally called Mitfleisch. Something. Yeah, actually, no, this isn't him. I'm wondering if it's one of the other ones. If that's because uh, I've just I've just scanned. Oh, Maybe could that's it be? Oh, okay. So I'm be. reading through now. No, um, no, we'll look into it. Bar rot, vomit flesh. And I do love a little bit of fluff. So vomit flesh is a. Uh, the sto- and I'll read it, I'll sort of paraphrase the story, but the story of Balrock Vomit Flesh is one that tells of a promising young player who went a-wandering with his team, a fresh-faced recruit, eager to prove his worth and lasting fame and glory, etc. He was the young Wilhelm von Mitfleisch. So then he turns into Balrock Vomit Flesh. Um, and it says, you know, how's a young player? And it's, it's a little tip to the hat of, you know, how we read about Premier League players getting too much money early on, all that kind of shit, which I love. It's like the evils uh, of drink and gambling and sinful pleasures are made available to him. And he ends up just eating shit. And li- there's lifestyle of heavy drinking, doesn't sleep, and contracts all manner of itching, burning lice mites from the decrepit dens of vice he so enjoyed. So basically, he shagged the prostitute and, uh, yeah, got, got the clap. And uh, turned turn into bar up vomit flesh is what GW is saying there. It's a little, yeah. they have little adult tips, don't they? But that's effectively what it says. I got mixed um, up. I got mixed up. Yeah, I do remember now. I got mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Uh, so, which one is that? Is that um, is that possible? I've, I've I think that is possible. Cool. I'm just reading Possible as well. Yeah. Somebody oh, put on a jersey and became a star player. I cannot remember who it was. Possible. Well, we'll talk about. I'm going to talk through Possible now while you're reading through his uh, his uh, story. Uh, mm. Guffle Possible is the next one we've got. He is um, effectively a uh, better rotter, from what I can see. He is uh, available to Chaos Chosen, Chaos Renegades, and Nurgle, and he's a new bloke as well. Oh, he's the guy who can um, who can eat things, isn't he? He's got a big mouth. So he's got foul appearance, loner, monstrous mouth that has a special rule that I believe is on his page. We'll read through in a minute. Uh, Nurgle's rot. So yeah, he's basically a better a better rotter. But he's 210k, so he's expensive. But yeah. for that, you do get quite a lot. You get a movement five, strength four, strength three. Agility four piece with armor nine. So he's got that edge four, which is really handy. Um, and then what does monstrous mouth do? Are you on the page, Mark? What does monstrous mouth do? That is a good question because it doesn't actually have the skill in here. But it is the definitely the guy who um, who who, uh, the, who who swapped the jersey. He's the guy who swapped the jersey at the end of the game. Sorry, I'm going to look what monstrous mouth does. I can find that for us whilst we're on here. Monstrous Mouth is, the player with a Monstrous Mouth is allowed to re-roll the D6 if they fail a catch roll. It also allows the player to re-roll the D6 if they drop a handoff or fail to make an interception. In addition, the strip ball skill will not work against the player with Monstrous Mouth. And it's so is it, catch, is it catch with, with sort of short hands, but you don't get it to pick up the ball effectively? Yes. So yeah, basically catch, uh, yeah, re-roll any catch. But it also allows them to re-roll uh, the handoff or fail to make an interception. So they can re-roll an interception. Yeah, but you get that with catch anyway, don't you? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's basically yeah. just, it's sort of going over the same thing, isn't it? It's basically catch, but also protects you from strip ball. Okay. I mean, that's not, that's not terrible. And, uh, and he can, he's definitely a ball carrier. Like on a two plus, he can pick it up run around and if you've got a strip ball person he's just a bit expensive for my liking 210k for that without you know protective skills is just probably a little bit too expensive but he's not yeah. he's not bad he's good mm. he's he's potentially usable 
Is that Tuffle, the guy who swapped the jersey? Yeah, well, I think that's a good thing. That's a good yeah. thing. His, he, uh, uh, his, his team was playing the, uh, the Rotters themselves in a small little tournament in Sterland. And, uh, yeah, he swapped jerseys at the end of the game. And uh, that was the end of him, basically. <laughs> or was it the beginning? It was the beginning of him. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd probably rather shag a prostitute if I was going to end up, if that's, if that's the way you were going to go. I mean. That was the way you were going to go. <laughs> yeah. Swapping a jersey versus that. I mean, Definitely. Yeah. anyway. Um, cool, so that's uh, the first two. Right, the next new one is uh, Bulla Shardhorn, who is a, a new pestigore. You can only take him in Nurgle, so you can't take him in the Chaos Chosen or any of the other ones. Oh, he's got quite a lot of stuff going on here, actually. He's 230k. He's got the normal, so he's quite expensive. He's got the normal Pestigore stats. So he's a uh, move six, strength three, agility three, on value eight. He has got a lot of skills. He's got block, which is great. It's Why not? Huge. Yeah. Extra arms. So you can, yeah, definitely pick that ball up, pick it up on a two, catch on a two. Really good. Mm-hmm. Foul appearance. Um, again, good because Pestigores don't normally come with that. So it's great to get that in just for a ball carrier. Horns, as you'd expect. Loner, as you'd expect. Nogos, as you'd expect. Ren- uh, regeneration, as you'd expect. Stab. <laughs> so clearly he can really stick those horns in uh, yeah. and two heads so he can dodge on a two so yeah I mean this is a good player 230k is expensive but yeah. doing a lot of stuff on twos granted he doesn't get re-rolls on anything with block mm-hmm. is, is good yeah I think with him he, he's really good if you're in a situation with Nurgle that you've lost your pesticles for some reason or they're missed next game and you need something because even though Guffle Plusmore is AG4 he is only movement 5 I think having someone who's movement 6 with that two plus guaranteed, he is definitely a good shout. Um, expensive though, I think you'd have to be really down on your luck to have to need to get him. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, cogs cogs are wearing for tournament use. I mean, I I feel and again, yeah. we've spoken about it. I think you'd have to have a build where they're quite generous to Nurgle. Say they're in a lower tier and you've got twelve hundred k or something, and you could, you could take him. I think I feel like you yeah. could you could definitely use him in a tournament build. It's, it's just oh, for sure. For sure. All of them I'm looking at here, and Martin and I spoke on the Undead podcast, um, where all of the Undead ones are actually quite well priced, and it looked like GW were trying to bridge that gap between the sort of 100k chainsaw dudes and the like three, 400k, like mm. you know, stupidly expensive ones. And I feel like they they came to that a bit late for these dudes. A lot of these are slightly more expensive than you want. I feel like if they were a little bit cheaper, they'd be more usable. But I still think he's yeah. good. Yeah. I think Bioroc's maybe a little bit expensive. I think Guffle plus more maybe a little bit. Buller, I'd say maybe 200k. Um, just because of that, two up dodging, two up pickups. It's pretty healthy. Um, especially for someone who can, you know, become use strength four on the blitz. It's pretty tasty. Um, yeah, I'd like it. I like, like it for a tournament. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But I don't think you'd see I'd- it in the league very often. Personally. Yeah, like I said, cogs are wearing. I think this is something I could do. Yeah. But stab, a bit out of place, do you think, for a player that should be all yeah. carrying? It's bit a bit weird, weird, isn't it? It's like, yeah. I mean, you could use it, but it's, yeah. I mean, and it, it, it is useful against some teams, but it's just a bit weird to stick it on him. But yeah, sure. Why not? Um, the next one is uh, Grashnak Blackhoof, who is an old favourite of the Chaos Chosen team and the Nurgle team. He's always been available. And Chaos Dwarves as well. He's still available for all three. Um, he's basically an uber mino, but again, suffers from the like not the old school. And uh, mm-hmm. again, I spoke to Martin about this in detail, about the old school stars. A lot of them didn't have useful blocking skills and stuff, and he still has that. Mm-hmm. So he's 310k, so not super expensive. Uh, move six, strength 
six, so plus one on both of those <laughs> from a minor. Um, so he's three dicing by himself because he's got yeah. horns, which is awesome. Agility two and arm evaluate. Um, he's got frenzy, horns, loner, mighty blow, and thick skull. So just the standard minor skills. And I think that's what's a bit shit for him, really. But the three dice yeah. taking blitzing is it's just really cool. Um, he's a, he's yeah. a really cool dude. He's not a dude that you'd necessarily take often, and probably not on this team. Um, you might take him on other teams, but he is cool. Oh, for sure. He's he's a great life. I mean, you just take him for fun, right? 310k though. But yeah, as you say, blitzing, he's getting three dice on nearly everybody. It's as good as having block, surely. But then I guess you've got to hit twice. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, smash twice. Well, mm. and, um, and Martin and I talked at length, so we won't go into it again, listeners, on this one, because... Uh, uh, we'll talk about the undead one if you want to talk. Listen to more about Bob Bifford, but we talked at length about Bob Bifford on the last one. Oh really? Um, yeah, and he's only three hundred and I forget off the top of my head, eighty k, I think it was. Yeah. Maybe it's cheaper. Maybe it's three hundred and sixty. But anyways, around that sort of mark. So he's not significantly more the black hoof, and he's like strength six, block, break tackle. Yeah. And all, like all of the shit that just kills stuff and his armor value 10 like so when you look at bob now against other things he, he's like an affordable morgue because morgue's mm-hmm. always been too expensive but bob's yeah. just like he's awesome i'm definitely gonna take bob teams he's absolutely um and there's some a lot of the big guys stuff from that it's worth just mentioning because it's jogged my memory about the thick skull i think that's one of the slight downsides of the rot spawn where some of the big dudes have got thick skull and yeah. some haven't um and the rot spawn doesn't and i it kind doesn't. of feel like it's for his play style of what you use him for, he he could really benefit from that. He doesn't get hit often, but then when he does, I mean, the arm and iron really helps, to be honest. I mean, yeah. obviously, but yeah, I mean, if he's off the pitch, it's a huge loss. And we'll get into why in a bit, but yeah. Dick Skull, maybe well, that might make him even better. That's the thing, isn't it? It's it just worth mentioning, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, right, the next one, this dude's pretty cool. I quite like this guy. Lude Grip oh, yeah. Whiparm. Um, again, and he's affordable. He's available to Chaos Chosen, Chaos Renegades, and Nurgle. So he's definitely a Chaos uh, groupie. He loves all the Chaos teams. He's only 160k. So definitely in that affordable price range, I think we'd, we'd agree. Absolutely. Uh, he's, effect- he's effectively um, a slightly tougher human lineman. So he's movement six, strength three, agility three, and then armor value nine, which is lovely. Yeah. Uh, he's got dodge, loner, and then pass, strong arm, sure hands, and tentacles. They're just some really cool skills. I mean, the dodge, strong arm, and sure hands are great for a ball carrier. And then tentacles is just quite handy to use on defense. For sure. I think Lou Grip, um, he's really good for renegades because there's that elf you can pass to. You've got some fast players. I've never, I've tried him out a few times. As you say, he's cheap, but I think Nurgle, he's just a bit... He's just got a lot of skills that you're not really going to want to use. Yeah. But I, yeah, it's more like desperation play if you're having to pass the ball with Nurgle. Um, it's got a strong arm, though. I mean, it, you'd, you'd have to mix up the way you play as Nurgle, as a receiving team, really, to make use of it. And I just don't think that they're that good at doing that. So nobody's going to have catching built um, to receive the ball. It's one of them. It's more that he's a you know movement six armor nine player, maybe. You could take him with Pussmore, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, Chuck Pussmore up there. <laughs> That's the only thing I think. He just doesn't. He's a great star. Don't think he's great for Nurgle. But I think he's definitely better for the other two. Um, yeah, but of course, he's he's there for you know he's a chaos star. No dramas with that. And there'll be people out there who want to use their pestigors as receivers, but 
you know, I don't see any option, you know, like times that you're going to have that much inducement money to just try out a, a sort of passing Nurgle team. I'd love to see it. I've tried it. It doesn't work. But yeah, for a bit of fun, I'd love to see him. But I don't know if you're ever going to hire him personally. Yeah, and then this dude's similar. Um, and I love this dude. I, I won. Did I win? Which one did I say? No, I came second at a Super Bowl behind James, actually. I, mean, I always oh. mention James on this podcast. Um, but I took Lord Borak the Despoiler with Chaos Chosen, not with Nurgle. Um, yeah. as, and I effectively just took him as a fourth warrior. Like I had a team that was three warriors, Borak, and then Goats with no Mino. And he yeah. was just like the fourth strength five warrior. Um, and he is, a, yeah, he's got block, dirty player, which is funny add-on. Mighty Blow, which is fucking awesome. Uh, he's 300k, and then he's move five, strength five, agility three, and armor value nine. So uh, yeah, yeah, I mean that he's a he's a warrior who can still move the ball because he's agility three. He's strength five with yeah. mighty. Bl- he's, I mean, he's just like a. Re- it's like taking a reliable minotaur on a chaos team. That's why I see him as. And he is 300k is not cheap, but you can work it in certainly to a chaos team. And I could see him doing a job on the Nurgle. I think you'd have to really think about it for yeah. like a tournament about how you build him in. But with that block, mighty blow, strength five, dude, he could he could certainly do a job. I think that if uh, you're in a situation, like as you say, tournaments, I'm, I'm thinking for leagues, like say you've got a situation where your rock spawns out for a game and you've got like enough cash to try and get a bigger guy, I think you probably would go for Lord Borak over Grashnak just because he's not got that wild animal. Oh, sorry, Grashnak yeah. doesn't have wild animal. Apologies. No, he's not. Um, so, but he doesn't have, yeah. doesn't have block. He doesn't have block, sorry. Even though he is going to be strength seven on the blitz, you never know sometimes. Because Batwarak's got the block and he's got Mighty Blow, he's effectively replacing the big guy in all respects other than the tentacles and the space denial. Um, yeah, I think he's a good choice. If you, if you don't want to murk up a rot spawn, go for it. He is, he, and he's really cool. He's like an old school um, you know, member of the Blood Bowl family, I'd say. And, I'm, yeah. and I don't know, I'd be interested, Mark. I don't know what your thoughts are. I actually... And I do think Forge World are absolutely hit and miss. They've got some terrible, terrible models, not just in Blood Bowl. Um, I really like, really, really like the cartoony Lord Borak model that whoever's produced it has. I think he's it absolutely fits in with a more old school Blood Bowl look. And depending on the paint job, I think he can look really, really good. I'm a big fan. I can't quite remember it from memory. He's very cartoony. Yeah, you can go and Google it now. And have he looks, a look. he looks very much like he does in this image. And we won't go into too much details because I mean, whoever you get on for the uh, Chaos Chosen one. Oh yeah, we will. It's got a huge, it's got a huge double page spread on him. But um, I think doesn't he? Isn't he running with his with a with a, his thumbs up? Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, he's got a thumb up. <laughs> fucking going. Are you looking at the picture now? Yeah, he's you just, know what? He's just funny. Do you like I, him? Or do you not? I'm interested. I like him. I like he's got his own coin. That's cool. So cool. I so we gave it we gave uh, away um, a uh, Lord Borak. Uh, I can't remember which one. Oh, it was no, it was it was for um, the first Borak Bowl last year, and uh, I'm, oh, I'm hoping really? we do do another one. But obviously, it makes sense. I just bought one off Forge or gave it away as yeah, the nice. most casualty award. And uh, Hugo from the ECBBL won it. Um, yeah. And uh, and Hugo's a fantastic painter, and he's yeah. painted up Lord Borak for his. Um, I think he used him as an ogre actually initially, but he's going to use him yeah. in chaos stuff as well. But he's got a really nicely painted Lord Borak. And actually, again, Forge World seems to have shit painters mostly. <laughs> but when when a lot of their models are painted well, and Borak's another one. I've seen some other yeah. great paint jobs. He just looks really cool. He's a really good 
you know, Blood Bowl is a cartoony game. He's the kind of model that I could see. So I'm going to try. Have you seen the like the um, cartoony paint style where people do like black lining around the edges to make a effectively like a yes. sort of shaded area cartoon style? Yeah, yeah. I have done. And yeah, I think recently. Blood Bowl would really lend it to that, and and yeah. this kind of model yeah, could yeah, work. Yeah. I'm planning to. It's one of my isolation hobby targets is to do like a chaos team like that. Because yeah. chaos models have got big blocky areas and would look pretty cool. Um, anyway, we digress. Lord Borak, cool. Uh, the next cool. one is is, is cool. another is another um, sort of chaos chosen Nurgle staple. Um, Max Spleen Ripper, he's yeah. your chainsaw. Could take him. Could not. He's a bit of an expensive chainsaw. And as I discussed with Martin on uh, on another podcast, um, you know, you want them to be more like 100k. But yeah, he's made off as Chaos Chosen, Nurgle. He's got Chainsaw, Luna, Secret Weapon. So no extra skills there. And some of the Chainsaw guys are cheaper with like Blodge and stuff like that. So The difference for him is he's Strength 4. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. He's Move 5, Strength 4, Agility 3, Armor 8. So that Strength yeah. 4 just makes it harder to punch him over, doesn't it? Yeah, but if you can get if you can gang up on, up on him, which is probably worth it, he's probably going down. So you're going to have to keep him protected like you normally would. But he's, yeah, he's Move 5. I mean, if you want a Chainsaw, 130k go for it wouldn't you i think um yeah. it's weird it's i think gw do he's, he's effectively a chaos warrior with a chainsaw isn't he but they like to reduce the armor value on chainsaws just to make him more likely to kill them because you know the plus three and stuff so the dwarf one's the same the dwarf one's effectively a blocker with a mm. chainsaw and you're like mm. why is he armor eight it should be like, like i kind of feel like if he was armor nine and 130k that'd be justified because i cool i'm paying mm. the money to get a tougher chainsaw who might stay on mm. <laughs> yeah but you're, you're odds on to roll that six on the armor and take him off on you yeah nah yeah he's, he's yeah as a chainsaw you're gonna if, if you want one he's what you're gonna take but yeah he's not the best is he i don't think not the best of them all right the next one um we've spoken about on all the podcasts morgan. um morgan thorg available to everybody and again i think he's fucking cool as you know my nickname at the dbr has become morg because when they first met me i was taking him to tournaments and i've taken him in quite a few teams to tournaments underworld and Goblins and halflings, yeah. I think, is really good for. Not really something you take in the Nurgle, though, I'd say. Nah. And again, Bob, I think, is now outshining him for what he brings. So we spoke about that on the podcast. He's not good yeah. for the Nurgle. Mm. Uh, the next one is the new beast. Is he? No, he's not. He's a ball and chain. Nah. Sorry, I lied. I just saw the strength and thought, oh, he must be a beast. Is he Tolly, a new guy? Tolly, Tolly Locklinger. He is. He is. And uh, we'll, I'll explain why. You, you can. Yeah, you have your thoughts on this. He is the new superstar. Okay. Tolly Glocklinger is awesome. He's Let me run a, through his stats, and then we'll, yeah. and then you can you can explain why he's amazing. But yeah, his stats are um, he's 110k, so he's actually relatively affordable, and he's mm. a secret weapon. So that's you know often secret weapons are cheaper. Move three, strength seven, so standard ball and chain, agility two, and armor value nine, which is decent but again he's fucking going off ball and chain but yeah he's got disturbing presence foul appearance no hands loner as you'd expect nurgle's rock secret weapon and stand firm so yeah i can i can see where you're going with this yeah so no we'll get into the tactics as to why they're a space denial team they want to just pin everything down punch stuff and just slug up the pitch slowly a lot as slowly as they can but you want to drive for eight turns to score. You don't want to give them any, anybody the opportunity to punch you back. So when you've got him, four big guys, the bloaters and the rock spawn, you know, power, powering their way up the pitch, it becomes pretty scary. Um, he's epic for 
well, something like that for a goblin team's epic, but for this team, especially with the foul appearance, because even when they do manage to get enough assists to hit him, they might just roll a one. Honestly, <laughs> 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 it that's, happens that's, a lot. Stamp firm is nice as well. Cause they can't oh, yeah. Yeah, because like, even if they do get back. enough dice, mate, it's been many situations where he's just stayed where he is. He is, I think, out of all the ones they've added, by far the best. Um, because he's just, he works with the team so well, because I think you know you have to play him a certain way. Sadly, you've got to be very specific when you've got to cage up and be very sensible. You don't want to block too much because you're just going to turn over because your players are horrendous. You've just got to methodically trudge up the pitch. And if you've got a player who can get three dice blocks, Tolly Glocklinger, or the Rock Spawn with a couple of assists, you want to try and maximise that. And he will just... Yeah, he's just great. I mean, he'll get sent off and there's always that chance. He'll kill himself and that's the end of that. But um, he's going to be tough to remove. He's effective. Yeah. Doesn't have mighty blow, sadly, but he'll still wreck stuff. Um, I used him a bit incorrectly in one of our isolation bowl games recently, which cost me a little bit. But uh, yeah, if you use him sensibly, he's brilliant. He's funny. I'm just I'm just scanning through the, the um, fluff at the moment as well. He's, he's effectively like... He's a bloater with a ball and chain, hasn't he? And he's got like this enormous bell that he's swinging around his head. It says that he would work, basically worked in a circus before coming to Blood Bowl. Um, and he loved music. He was, a, he was an eager student of the old bell ringer, Def Johan. And he, and he used to swing this bell around his head, but also the son of a circus strongman, hence why he's like strength seven and swings this fucking bell in Blood Bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quite when the rot set in is, is hard to know, but at some point the Cirque the Belite travelling show had become more had become more than it seemed at first sight. The players and performers hit a dark secret, so it's kind of like it became a you know one of those old school um, n- uh, Nurgle circuses in more time. It sounds like it's that kind of yeah, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of a thing. Um, and he became yeah, and he crossed past the Blood Bowl, scanning it now. Um, yeah, huge hit with the fans because he was hitting people with a massive bell. Yeah, I mean, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> club first team won. What yeah, else? Why not? The Blood Bowl fans would love it. Right, brings us on to our last player, and I think a really strong addition to Chaos and potentially Nurgle yeah. as well. Yeah. With a grasp, Double Drool, who is available for Chaos Chosen, Chaos Renegades as well, uh, and Nurgle. Uh, he's a loner. He's got Prehensile Tail, which is a nice little addition. Tackle, Tentacles, Two Heads, and Wrestle. So he's got Wrestle and Tackle. He's a Rackler, which we love. Mm. 170k, so similar sort of price to he's kind of like a, a similar one to Luger at Whip Arm, really. Like, got usable yeah. skills, similar price, and yeah. then moves six, strength three, agility three, armor eight. So, basically, human alignment stats. Yeah, really good set of skills there for a defensive player. Yeah, I was going to say, he's a great defensive player. If you're up against maybe elves, where Toddy might not be quite as useful. Um, yeah, definitely. He's quite a good shout, to be honest. He is obviously 60k more. But with that wrestle and tackle, especially because you're not going to have those skills very early on at all, he's a good shout. You know, if you're coming up against Elven Union or something, or a lot dodge, he'd be a good, he'd be a good one to go. I think. I mean, I think James took both with a grasp and Luke Rip Whiparm in a chaos team. I think to a to a tournament. I think he took both in a team, um, and I could see that working. Yeah, so yeah he's he's. The key thing is affordable. He's in that sweet space, the 150k ish space that, that I think works. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's right, I think 
he is good, isn't he? He's got some good. Like, a Rattler is just awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that um, that rounds up the sort of roster run through. That's um, that's been a good start to the show. We'll take a quick break here, and then we'll come back and um, and chat tactics. We got the no fighting. No fighting. Shakira, Shakira. I never really knew that she could dance like this. She make a man wanna speak Spanish. Como se llama? Bonita. Shakira, Shakira. Oh, baby, when you talk like that, you make a woman go mad. So be wise and keep on. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Talk Muffle podcast, where we're going to talk tactics for the Nurgle team, aren't we, Mark? Welcome back to Papa's Garden. Yeah, absolutely. Papa Nurgle. I mean, um, straight off the bat, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but one of the great things about the Nurgle is that they can just shut agility teams down like there's no tomorrow, can't they? Uh, to an extent. Yes. <laughs> In on paper, yes. If uh... I mean, that's the thing is that agility teams they rely on. I mean, what I would say about it, like before you you can come back on it, but agility teams really rely on scoring quickly to like yes. try and alleviate pressure on their team, and and to stop their team from getting the pounded into the fucked up and dirty player and all the good stuff that we love as bash players. Mm. Uh, and you know they want to score as quick as they can and keep players alive to do it. Um, and what Nurgle does, and you know they're going to want to hand off and pass and do all those kind of things. And what Nurgle does is it shuts it down with the liberal sprinkling of uh, disturbing presence, shuts the passing game down, but also has that tentacle that can stop people getting away, as you mentioned. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And that, it's not even a sprinkling, man. It's like five of them across the pitch. You can spread it across and it's stacked. So people may not have ever come up against disturbing presence on mass before. It does stack. Um, so if you're in three zones, it's minus three. It still what works. What does it affect, Mark? It affects the passes of the player, the catches, the intercepts. That's it. Doesn't affect pickups. Just passing, catching, intercepting. Um, and additionally, it still works if the player's on the floor, either prone or stunned. So if they're still on the pitch, it still works, which is really, really good. Um, and because of the amount of the, uh, distance, it's always three squares from the from the player. It's a huge area of the pitch that affects. So. On mass, it's great. And you're totally right. It can shut down certain L teams that may be running in to get a handoff or do that. You know, all of a sudden that play is not possible and they have to play over the top, which they don't really want to do because that pass is going to be much more difficult. Um, and you can always be, you know, you can make receivers, uh, you know, reduce their catch rolls to like fours. And for elves, that's crazy. Just by basing it with a, the, the receivers with a bloater, that's already minus one. And then foul or the disturbing presence makes it minus two so just someone going next to a receiver it was instantly minus two but what it also helps with certain elf teams like nerves of steel it affects nerves of steel so it's the only thing in the game that affects that um so even your horrendous catches you know that are two ups two ups even within four tackle zones they'll actually will be affected by it um and it's a skill that other players can take can elves yeah it actually does shut down elves. They are a team that kills those kind of plays. They're still going to achieve it. They're still going to go for it. But if you can make it more difficult, and as you said earlier, make them roll more dice or make them re-roll something they don't want to re-roll. Okay. I think you'd be surprised. I mean, we live in a DBL world where we've got loads of mental people like our Alexes and our Rory's actually to an extent who will go for the ridiculous plays and they often come off. 
but actually in in like the non-DBL world of Blood Bowl, actually making those precious, you know, noble, arrogant elf players suddenly have to roll a three plus, even just a three plus or a four yeah. plus, even better. They might not even go for it. Like if you're going, oh, it's a three plus. Oh shit, you know, it's not a two plus. You know, am I going to do it? You know, you can actually force players to think about whether they want to roll the dice or not. Yeah. Um, I mean, Alex or people out would just go, yeah, fuck out of it. But yeah, um, normal players, you can put that pressure on. Yeah. And the thing that, um, I think we were talking about this, might have been with you, talking to about somebody, is there's not a lot of teams where you're active in your opponent's team or your opponent's phase. Well, not your opponent's phase, sorry. It's late. Oh, opponent's turn. <laughs> um, hey! Oh, God. Um, your opponent's turn. Yeah, you, you kind of sort of sat, you just sit back and you either put your players on the floor, remove them. So we basically what you do. But with Nurgle, you've got that ability during your opponent's turn to constantly keep an eye on what they're doing because they, they forget about disturbing presence. And as a Nurgle player, I tend to say, well, you, you know, there's disturbing presence there. So if you're going to throw from there, it's going to be minus two. And they'll suddenly go, oh, crap, all right, well, I've got to move a square back. And just things like that, it kind of makes them think about things. Um, but yeah, you're kind of constantly active throughout the entire game, which there's not many teams that I can think of where you are. Maybe some stunty teams. But yeah, I mean, alongside foul appearance as well, it's two skills that you're kind of using in your opponent's turn. So it makes them quite an interesting team. You know, you're active in your turn and semi-active in your opponent's turns. It is a good point. No, I, I think that's a, a very good point. But yeah, as we said, that ability to shut down agility teams is good and it becomes better as they skill up, as we've said, once they start to get tackle and, you know, maybe even some dive and tackle around all of those skills that you're going to use in your opponent's turn and fuck with the agility teams. I mean, I, some agility teams do really struggle. Like you said, some of the elf teams like high elves, which basically only have a passing game and can't flex to other stuff. Mm-hmm. Sure. They might get lucky and dodge around you and they can still score, but that really, really shuts them down for that. Your Skaven and your Wood Elves and stuff are still going to be able to dodge through and probably get the ball through and do it. But it does, uh, it does put the pressure on them in a way that other Bash teams can't. Yeah, yeah. But then still with them, you do have the tentacles. So if you're smart and you kind of keep everybody back, keep a good defence, you know, you're not going to be able to dodge through so quickly or so easily, especially like Gutter Runners. If you can get the Rot Spawn next to a Gutter Runner, they've got to run a 9 plus. They've got to run a 9 plus before <laughs> they can even dodge away. Um, I mean, they, are move, they are movement nine marks, so you know, a decent Skaven player shouldn't let that happen. Yes, <laughs> like the movement four of the uh, of the old beastie, he's probably not going to get there. <laughs> no, but it's the golden, yeah, it's the holy grail of if you can do it, you know. Anything um, can tie up a few players. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah, he's great. He, like we were saying earlier, he's just really good at chucking him into basically a bunch of bunch of elves. Fantastic! You ain't dodging anywhere, son. Well, not often anyway. So sometimes they do, but you know, it's worth trying. Make some roll dice they don't want to roll. Um, and then you've always got that chance of hitting stuff. And with yeah, the rots, yeah, carry on, mate. I was just going to say the rot spawns one of them players as well, where it's knowing when to use him and when not to use him. Because he is really stupid, uh, which obviously he needs a mate next to him to even attempt to do anything. Otherwise, it's a four plus. But when he does go stupid, he does lose his tentacles which is huge. So you may think, oh yeah, I'm just going to block an elf when you've got three tied up with him. You roll a one, suddenly all the elves are free. So you've got to be very, very careful when you use him. In fact, I tend to use him three or four turns out of eight. Um, he's better just sitting and taking up part of the pitch. He's just a 
block that nobody can walk nobody wants to go next to or near to and nobody wants to go next to so he, he's just uh yeah it's a sort of theme developing they're sort of a negative team but not in a negative yeah. way anti-passing anti-blocking anti to a point and then they're also anti-movement they don't have it across the board but with a couple of skills on the players they can become quite anti-blood bowl in some way in some respects yeah and the, and the beast i mean i would say the beast is very like a croxagore on the lisman team actually he's a and actually a, a, to an extent an ogre on the human team he's he's not a player you really want to be blocking and you don't really want to be moving him like if you can not do anything with him in a turn it's a good turn because he's that well positioned because he's yeah. going to like get his tentacles in and even more so than those teams but the croxagore's got the prehensile tail as well like you just don't need to block with him but it is a weakness because he's a guy with mighty blow off the bat and you're probably going to need to remove a few players as a bashing team um, at oh, some yeah. point. Yeah, if you've got the opportunity, you know, I wouldn't blitz with him often unless you really need to. It was a situation I was playing Sally in the isolation bowl where a blitz with the big guy meant that I could get next to the ball, next to a stunty player with Nigel. Well, Nigel's my beast of chaos. Sorry. Everybody, <laughs> everybody knows Nigel. And, uh, everyone everybody knows Nigel. It paid off. It paid off. Um, but... At the same time, you roll a one. And he's, if he's in a useless position, it's worth it. If he's not in a useless position, really think about it. That's how I look at it. If he's in a yeah, really great position, that if he if his tentacles go, or if, sorry, if you fail, you're really stupid, and the tentacles go, you could be in big trouble. Because likely, if you're putting him next to players because they're annoying and you don't want them to move, um, basically, that's how I look at. Is it? Is he in a good position now? No, let's move him. Is he? Isn't he? Or is he? Probably not worth it. And then in terms of blocking, only do it if you are probably starting to get the upper hand. Or you need to hit bash teams like Orcs and stuff where you're just out-bashed across the board because we'll get into why, but this team is pretty poor at blocking. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty poor yeah, at blocking. Talk about that. I, mean, I mean, let's talk about them against, uh, against the bashers. I mean, I, I would say off the bat, I mean, they, they, can, they can frustrate bashers because as we alluded to at the early part of the podcast, you know, Blood Bowl is a game that in order to be really good at it, you want to roll as few dice as possible. So if you're playing against bashing teams that are trying to block you off the pitch, if you're making them roll an extra dice before they can even hit your dudes, I'm talking about foul appearance, that two plus, that is really helpful. They can also do um, what I like to think of as, you know, probably one of the strongest bash setups. They even outbashes a lot of the bash teams out there. Um, and I would do the same with Orcs, um, with the Nurgle team. If you're playing any team that's not probably not Orcs and not Kemri and not loads of guard. I would do this setup and it's a uh, Nurgle in the middle, all four warriors up on the line. And then like, probably you're going to have then like a couple of rotters, one back from the line on the corners of that line of five. And nobody's going to be able to block you. They're not, your opponent's going to be in a situation where they can't throw any blocks off the line. And if they're like a dwarf team or something like that, they're just, that's going to really muck with their game plan. You're going to get stuck in their face really early. And they've got that, the four strength four and the strength five to do that. Yeah, yeah, it does work. It can be good. I mean, I like to have a bit of movement. I don't really, I play Nurgle a bit off the front, so I tend to just sacrifice the rotters to the line, regardless of what I'm playing against, and it allows me to move them around a little bit better because I find that, well, I mean, it's individual games, this is all very different. But when you've got all that strength on the line, because they are agility two, and obviously the beast agility one, they make and it tied slow. up. And slow. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, if they get tied up with they can get tied up with three long beards for the entirety of the game and they're not going to get away 
you know? And yeah, there's ways of moving them around, but very likely they could get stuck and then you've just got the pesticles completely open. And that is the crown jewels. You don't want to leave them open ever if you can help it because without them, especially if you're kicking the ball in the first half, you've got to keep them pesticles safe because if not, your game plan's out, you know, you're shot in every way. Everybody needs to protect the pesticles regardless of what they are. Um, so if you've got everybody on the line and you're against a bash team, yeah, they make chip a side off of it and then they can get in and you're in trouble. You know? So there's swings and roundabouts to it. I'll do it against like a dwarf team, but I probably wouldn't do it against orcs because they would. Yeah, no, that and that's what I would say. I was oh, yeah, yeah, saying yeah, with yeah, the discrimination. Right. I, I would, I would not do it against orcs or probably Kemri just because you're going to get out strength anyway. Yeah. But against, um, yeah, against dwarves where they because they're just not going to have enough strength on the line. But it's mm-hmm. it's a reasonable debate because uh, Martin disagreed with me on the undead one as well, where I've I've only recently come to undead and I've always played that orc defense where I stick mm-hmm. the troll in the middle and all the black orcs and I just go. Yeah, you know, come at me, bro. Like you're not going to be able to hit me. Yeah. Um, and um, so I kind of got sucked into doing that. I'm playing undead in the Fumble ECBBL league. They're doing mm-hmm. crazy because obviously they couldn't do their spring league, which is a shame with COVID. So um, yeah, they've done an online league, and I'm playing undead and doing quite well. But I have often put both the uh, mummies on the line with a with a zombie because I feel like that's a strong front line. Mm-hmm. But Martin made the point, and maybe that's the same here. But because them because the mummies are so integral to the play style in a way that black orcs aren't necessary to orcs, which are all tough with the armor nine, mm-hmm. you can put them in different places. Um, you need them to be mobile because you need to put them where you want them to be. Yeah. And maybe yeah. that's similar with this team actually. Like actually, that's a, a, a drawback to this tactic. Like you're yeah. saying, if you've got all your warriors up front, you can't stick them where you need them to be. Effectively, right. spread that disturbing presence out, etc., against the faster teams, all that kind of thing. And uh, it kind of goes to the sort of the tactics and the rock spawn being able to keep him when you want him and then move him in when you're ready uh, to tie something up or blitz something so it swings and roundabouts I think as you say against the weaker bash team which there isn't many of to be honest <laughs> I'm <not gonna> lie. <laughs> yeah you might do that or if you're maybe players up you know if you're defending you just have to score you've managed well, I think against um, you know your, your Bretts your humans uh, probably a Norse like teams like that yeah. I think that this this type, my type of setup with the five on the line would be really strong because yeah. they're not going to try and pass around you and you're going to yeah. tie them up they're just not going to be able to hit you they're going to have mm. to try and play around you um, I yeah. think like a dwarf team with lots of guard you probably just want to put rotters on the line because you're not yeah. probably not going to have much block uh, but yeah I think you're totally right like dwarves maybe chaos dwarves maybe you'd do that um, but think. against your elves as you said against the agility you want you want your uh, disturbing presence spread across the line, yeah. then you, you want your warriors back, like spread in a line to cover the whole pitch so they can't yeah. pass around you, basically. Absolutely. There's different, different ways of setting them up. Um, as we, I think that's pretty much the only two ways. And never pesticles on the line, even when yeah. you're receiving the ball. <laughs> even when you're receiving, pesticles should be... If you're fortunate to have two, and we'll get into sort of setups, the two of them should just be sat right back to get the ball. And in, de- and in defense, they should always be hidden behind something. <laughs> a decent player will hit them with everything um, because they know that when they're gone, you've got some rotters. So how would you set up on defense, Mark, against, uh, against you know, a bash team? Would you put just the three rotters on the line and then a standard bash defense? Where you have yeah, if it, if it was orcs. Pesticles behind? Pretty much, yeah. If it was orcs or, or you know, your Kemrys or even maybe even maybe dwarves to be honest depends on how it is I probably would stick three poor little rotters on the line uh, and then sit back two and kind of pillar up a little bit 
maybe have the testicles deep in next to Nigel. You even have Nigel. I call him Nigel. I'm so sorry. The rock's born. I'd have him <laughs> bang in the middle, bang in the middle, because he's movement four. He can then wobble over to whichever side he wants to go to. Uh, but then just have a spread of the other guys, the, 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 the warriors or the bloaters, kind of across the front, and even have them in the wide zones because it spreads the. You want to cover those passes. Yeah, it spreads the disturbing presence and stops the quick handoffs to suddenly your war dancers eight squares down the line. Um, because you don't want to go too wide, because otherwise you get pushed off potentially, especially with frenzy and things like that, because they are subject to it. And even though this team is tough in terms of it's got a lot of strength and a lot of armour, still, you know, a couple of decent blocks and you're in real trouble. When you go players down with Nurgle, so we're talking about it with Bretonians, you've always got an out sometimes with Bretts, because they do have the dauntless and they've got block and they normally get start getting dodged. With this team, when you start going players down, and because the rotters have decay, you start to struggle quite a lot. Um, but that's if you're going to take Nurgle, that's what you've got to take, you know. <laughs> but offense, much simpler, much simpler. Block out the line, make sure nothing can come through. Let's uh, stick every pestle you've got back. Probably maybe a square back from sort of the magic square line, I tend to call it, sort of halfway across the pitch. So a square back just so they can kind of get to it quickly. And if you've got a third or a fourth, you'll keep them further up the pitch to blitz potentially. Um, or just assist or cause some carnage um, because the ball could also land around those areas. I mean, having four pestigals is the, the dream. I mean, I've been playing Noble for years now, and I don't think I've ever managed managed it. <laughs> I mean, they are and they are a strong running team. Once and and your aim is is to get the ball in hand with a pestigal and then get it really caged up within the warrior block, basically, and get a get a strong cage up with all that. Yeah. strength and that armor and stuff and, and make people try and hit it yeah you you know your rerolls are expensive and the thing is is just like they're not that great at blocking they don't have any ball handling skills so you want to have the rerolls for the pickups <laughs> especially <laughs> things like elves early on yeah there's even been situations where i know that i'm in trouble and you just need to do a quick pass or do a do a handoff to another pestigore just to get it back to the line of players so that you can cage up because if you don't you're in trouble because nobody can get back because they're all too slow and nobody can dodge away because they're all too, you know, agility's rubbish. So sometimes you just got to do stuff off the cuff because otherwise you're going to get beaten up. So <laughs> pestigore safety, um, do little handoffs if need be in the backfield when you're defending or when you're receiving because elves are going to get through. They're going to punch your otters in the wide flanks. And before you know it, you've got three elves hitting your pestigore with the ball. And that's not ideal. Um, so short hands could be an early skill in this. Yeah, it is. It is definitely a good shout. And uh, as much as the mutations could be good, there's, a, there's an argument for extra extra arms and short hands because a three up with a reroll is about a two plus. Because you then also get the plus one for the catch with extra arms. So I tend to go extra arms, but I don't know what you think of that. Sure hand. Well, short hand stops the strip ball, doesn't it? So again, it. Yeah. It's kind of league. If you if you know you're going to be playing Wood Elves in the net, in three or four games, you're like, I want short hands because you, you, they're just yeah. going to pop the ball. If you got a, if you get it in hand with a pesco with short hands, then well, when you, you when, <laughs> when you play the Wood Elves, you just hire Guffle Pussmore because he's got a monstrous mouth. Absolutely Who knew? Smart. Who awesome. knew? Who knew? I think, <laughs> I think that's the last thing to talk about briefly in the tactics before we move on to uh, talk about league builds and how we build our teams for the league, mm-hmm. um, and that's the. I mean, actually, Nurgle are 
one of only five teams out of the 26, 27, if you count Simeon, uh, uh, that can, uh, well, uh, that's interesting, that can get mutations, except that uh, obviously Simeon have extra arms, but they can't skull into mutations. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 one yeah. of only five teams that can get mutations really opens up a tactical yeah. skill list that, you know, yeah. other teams just don't have. As you've alluded to, the extra arms pulled mm. up, big hand for that rain issue, claw for the can opener. They've got a lot of things available to them. We'll talk mm -hmm. more when we build the team. Yeah. Um, it's just that I think to conclude on the sort of tactics bit, straight out of the gate in a league and again in, a, in any mm -hmm. kind of tournament with a low uh, skill access, they just yeah. don't have the skills to compete yeah. at a high tier level. I mean, mutations are interesting. I think we should run through them real quick just because people don't really see them. I mean, so there's so many, as you say, not many teams to take them and there's only two teams that get them on normals anyway. Um, yeah, just, well, no, that's not true. So the, the Chaos and the Nurgle get them straight out of the bat on normal. Yeah. Um, Underworld can get them on their scale and stuff on normals. Oh, no, they're normals as well. They're yeah. normals, yeah. Uh, and then the, uh, the uh, uh, Chaos Pact get them on the Marauders on a normal, but the big guys get them. So the only big guys that can get them on yeah. um, uh, the normals are the Chaos, you're right. Uh, and then, yeah, Chaos Tours get them, but on doubles, etc. But yeah, and Skaven is on doubles. But yeah, Underworld get them too. Yeah, so there's Big Hand, which is a skill which ignores tackle zones when picking up the ball. Very good. Very uh, good. And the Rain. Yeah, and Rain, yeah, totally, yeah. Oh, yeah, supporting Rain. Claw, you know what Claw does. Uh, and Opener. Woo! Sterling we love Claw. Yeah, Sterling Presence we've talked about in depth. Extra Arms is the plus one to pick up and catch. Uh, foul Appearance, we've talked about that. On this horns is obviously a mutation as well, so you you get like gut runners strength on the blitz. Yeah, yeah, gut runners with horns is excellent. Um, prehensile tail we talked about it's minus one to dodge away from them. Tentacles, which is a, a this we'll talk about skill ups, but it's a decent skill up for bloaters once they've got block. Because and just quickly, so tentacles, it's always a thing that that people get confused about. But you effectively, yeah. if you want to dodge away from a player with tentacles. You, yeah. So before you do the dodge, effectively, like you say, I want to dodge, but then before you actually move the player, because this is the thing people get confused about, so it's worth like talking through it. Um, before you move the player, so you can't fall over if you fail it, uh, you roll 2d6 and you add your strength to the roll and then compare it to their strength. And uh, what does it say in the rules that you actually have to get? Basically, I know what you have to roll. You add your strength and then deduct player you're dodging away from strength which is why Nigel's, you've got to get, so, yeah good and you've got to get over five is it overall six or more yeah yeah so, six or effectively, more. so effectively yeah carry on minus minus two for dodging away from a strength five guy if you're strength three um so, so strength three needs an eight to get needs to roll eight. an eight to get away roll an eight yeah, yeah. So the so if, they, if they were to roll a seven they basically just don't move they don't move pretty yeah. good and then they lose they lose everything they can't they can't move they can't block they can't do anything else that's their turnover yeah which is really really good it is good you also lose the blitz if you were blitzing um you can obviously use a team reroll but I, what i've always said to people because it's not something anybody really comes across very often is it's not a turnover so sometimes people are like well i may as well try it but i don't know it's yeah. like, well you may as well try it can you um if you if you roll so if you're blitzing can you choose to hit the guy you're trying to get away from is that it that's your turnover a good shout i think it's just to move away so if you're blitzing you can do the blitz and then try and move away yeah so and if you can't move then you could hit the guy you're next to yeah yeah so you because you can blitz from a standing position can't you hit the guy you're next yeah. to but if he doesn't it's move not, it's not that then you can't do anything else yeah but it's gonna be yeah so against like maybe one of the bloaters who's got tentacles you might do it so if you're strength four 
So if you're a strength three player dodging away from a tentacles player that's got strength four, it would be seven plus. So that strength five makes a huge difference. Huge yeah. difference. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to... And if they're strength two, rolling a nine is, is hard. Yeah. They're a gutter runner or they're a stunty. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff like that is awesome. You don't want Noblars next to it. And actually basically. also, and that's an argument for the bloaters. Because uh, I've taken on Chaos Warriors before. Actually, for me, quite often I'll skill my... And I think the bloaters, you know, probably would skill in a similar way. But for me, the Warriors, I tend to get a couple of more hitty dudes who I... Actually, mm. And, and it, we'll talk about the league builds in a minute. But I mm. tend to get more hitty dudes with blocks first. Um, but actually, I tend to go guard and tentacles first on some players, and you might go the same mm. for bloaters. We'll mm. talk a bit more yeah. about that in the future, but you could go tentacles early on to, to get yeah. that. Stop skinks and things like that. The only other spin on tentacles that not many people know is it also affects leap. Yeah. So if you try a leap away, you've got to roll tentacles as well, so you can yeah. uh, tie up all dancers quite nicely with them. That's it. Yeah. That's tentacles. Great fun. And you've got two heads, which is plus one to dodge. So, you, you know, you can be dodging away on twos. And you can also be dodging in through tackle zones on threes. Really good on a gutter runner. Um, also pretty good on a pestigore. And then very long legs, which I believe is plus one to intercept, I think, wherever it is. Plus one to leap and plus one to intercept, yeah. yeah. Very, very so on this team, it's not going to affect leap because you can't... Well, you could get leap, but you'd, you'd have to get a pretty... Pretty yeah. silly skill progression. We go, you know what? I'm going to take leap and then long legs. But you could. You, you could <laughs> do it. If you were playing the long game on a long league where you're going to get six skills, Pestigore mm-hmm. with a double early on, you go, you know what? I'm going to take leap. And Dodge. I'm going to skill in Nah, leap. <laughs> leap, yeah. Fucking all over it. <laughs> For sure. But yeah, that's, I think that uh, talks about the tactics of the Nurgles, isn't it? They're very much a control space type of team. Um, like like the Kemri and to an extent like the Undead as we spoke about on another podcast they, they like sure. to control space don't they? stop people moving into it stop moving, moving out of it um, stop people throwing the ball and all that sort of thing Absolutely and negative, they like to sort of negate other teams' uh, strengths if that makes sense as we were saying before shutting down the passing game shutting down the blocking game to an extent and then they get better at doing it the longer that you go in the league the anti-ball I mean that's I think that to finish on on the tactic that's what I'd say you could see how they've been tried to build like in terms of as you've just said they should try and shut down the bashing team and shut down the blocking game uh, the passing game sorry I just I don't think out of the bat there's quite enough to make them mm-hmm. effect, effective enough at that to make sense like I think they need a yeah. little and I don't know what that is like whether that's you know, maybe the Warriors could all have stand firm or something like. There, are, there are a few little things they people could do, or even the even the um, the beast, as we'll talk about, is one of the key skill ups to stand firm. Even if he had that out of the bat, there are a few things that mm-hmm. the team could have to make them do what you can see they're supposed to do. But they're certainly a very challenging team in like a, any short league, and certainly in the early games in any league, they're they're really difficult to play well. Totally agree. Yeah, they are tough, tough. You're gonna pick Nogle for a league. <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna have rotting balls of steel, aren't you? Indeed, <laughs> big rotting. Three of them, apparently. Oh, three balls. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. I think that uh, rounds up the tactical discussion on the Nurgle. We're going to take another short break, listeners, and then come back and talk about how to build your team for the league. Temple of the cards in the city go 
that's what I take off the bat. And you're and you're then looking to buy Warriors pretty quickly. Like those those yeah. are the players you're buying next. And that's part. Well, we'll get into why that's part of the problem. Is it's great having the three pesticles, but then they are and the three rerolls. That's the strength of the team. Yeah. You got three rerolls straight away, and the three pesticles. The three rerolls is huge. That's that's the main. That's the real benefit to taking this. Of course, the only issue is is then getting that 220k back to buy the bloaters, um, especially if you start getting beaten up and starting losing players. But to be fair, it's something I've not tried, but I'd like to give it a go because it's just a bit different. Um, the only issue is you go from being a well an unreliable bash team to a sort of an unreliable running team, which I don't know. <laughs> What's the difference? Probably nothing. You're probably going to have more fun with three best of goals, to be honest. But uh, I think for a short league, if it was like six games, six games, let's say a league that's six to seven to eight games, it's probably a good shout. Unless you're in a league full of orcs, dwarves, and yeah, you're doomed. You're doomed. But um, yeah, if you had a fun league that's got some chaos in it, uh, you know, chaos, Kemri. Uh, some stunty teams that'd be a lot of fun lots of fun and actually in the dbl where you're getting quite a lot of money quickly mm. um i think you'd be able to what would be the strength of this team is you'd be able to skill the pesticles up like really well like because because that's one of the strengths of the dbl i think is that the first eight games that you play um maybe it'll be more in the future with the moment it's eight games um unless you're an absolute numpty and i i, I love that we had martin on another podcast where i said unless you're an absolute numpty you're going to qualify for the knockouts and martin didn't because he took goblins and was in a terrible league for him and he's like uh i didn't but you know if you're playing relatively seriously and focusing on getting some yeah. wins you only have to win probably four games to get a draw and you're like yeah. it's not that hard to qualify for the dbl because of the way it's built mm-hmm. so you can really take those pesticles early you've got more pesticles early and you're going to get more skills on them and then add the add the bloaters later and they're just the guys you need for the knockouts because so, having two naked bloaters for the knockouts is, is fine so i think that's yeah. quite, actually quite strong for the dbl no i do i kind of I do agree i think that um my only fit the thing with Nurgle was uh, if it or with Nurgle is that for like a knockout competition where you've got to qualify for it you're probably not going to with Nurgle. winning four games is that's gonna be hard. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it doesn't matter what teams you're playing against. Like Nurgle, uh, like a good result is a draw, um, very much against nearly most teams. So, but the Pestigors could open it up that you could win some earlier games, maybe. But I'm just worried that later on in the league with three Pestigors and you've got some bloaters that haven't got anything yet, you're gonna start to get those turnovers. But you do have the free rerolls for it. So, swings and roundabouts. Love to try it. I really would. So yeah, that's Fair a enough. definite. That's a definite maybe for me. Okay, um, and and I, and I think this is one I this sort of build is one I consider if I was going to take them. So, you know, it's, it's good to get your thoughts. The next one is for me like a more reliable sort of. I like to call it the slow and steady kind of team, but more much more reliable than um. So so missing out the beast is this one effectively. Right. Um, and you get four warriors, one pestigal. So he's your guy going to do the ball running. Six rotters, so uh, still only 11 players overall, but then three re-rolls still, uh, and then you've got uh, that 30k in the bank to then potentially build into a beast or other stuff. Um, But what you're really looking at, and you know, a lot of Orc players talk about this, like actually, when you really look at, as we've said, Blood Bowl is a numbers game, rolling fewer dice, not having a really stupid player is really helpful. Um, Mm. It's not a terrible idea. Um, (laughs) You know, it's got some good reliable strength, with the foul appearance and disturbing presence to, you know, really piss off a lot of teams. Um, and actually those three re-rolls is 
big in a Nurgle team. I'm sure you'll talk more about how having two is a real fucking pain in the ass. So getting those three in is good. Yeah. Um, and you know, some people like that reliable four warriors over the beast because the beast, as you said, you still you can't use him. He's just a static player who you've got to yeah. tie people up with. You don't have to roll dice with him. But I I actually think this team almost I think this is quite strong because of in a weird kind of way the beast is why you play Nurgle but dropping him gives that reliability yeah. back uh, yeah. but one of the big weaknesses is the one pestle I think actually mm. and again it's it's that thing you've got 30k in the bank and uh pestle's 80 and you you can't upgrade one rotter if it was two pestle's three rerolls four warriors it would just be so much better yeah. and it's then Nurgle just really struggled with that, with the cost yeah. of those rerolls. If they were 60k rerolls, I think you'd be all over it. I think, yeah, I think because it's very close to a build I've got. So I've got two builds I've always used. Um, now I'm very much more focused on one of them, and it's close to this one. But the thing is, I think, are you losing too much getting rid of him, the big guy? Probably not. I think that there are builds where you get all five of them, and you're losing a reroll. That's it. So you can, which is one of the ones I've got written down here. So you, if you're going to want, you want all four bloaters, you can get the extra big guy with the singular, singular pestigore. You do only have two rerolls. Not what, not ideal. The three would be fantastic, uh, but I've never actually used a noble team with three. So I think that the, yeah, losing yeah, I think if you, um, yeah, if you talk tough. about your two, I think your two rosters now will round it up, Mark, if you go through those. So, and that, and that I'd agree, listeners, most people start with the two re-rolls, don't they? I think so. So it's, it's tough. I mean, the two you've kind of, like you've, you've said, are very much plausible. I think the big guy without him, are they a little bit too much like Chaos Chosen? Or not? You know, I don't know. It just seems like he does give you such a big, he doesn't do a lot. If you're using him too much, then you're using him too much. It's probably not a good plan. But if you're using him well, you shouldn't really need to roll too much really stupid. And also, again, you don't want to rely on him too much, but he is also just useful at cracking things open. Um, so I've always tended to have him from the start, um, try and get SPP on him. You know, there are, there are going to be those situations where he is hitting people when he may just get some casualties, but also he's a great, op like, great option for an MVP off the bat because you'll normally score one touchdown. So you might select... Best, the best of goal who scored and then you might set the bloater and the rock spawn so having them earlier on means they're more likely to get level up and that's when they start to get better because as we'll, we'll get into in a bit you know you can get your stand firm on him and your guard on him and then they'll start to help each other out a bit more so having them all from the start is definitely a ploy so one of the builds i used to always use from very early on was the four bloaters uh the big boy the rock spawn nigel Good old Nige. Uh, one Pestigore. So it's very similar to what you've got. Five Rotters, but only two rerolls. So that's the sacrifice. You lose a reroll to get the Rot spawn, effectively. Um, and one of the Rotters to, to keep it at 11. It's almost impossible unless you drop one of the decent positionals to get more than 11 players. And there's not a lot you can do about it. You're just going to get more Rotters, which is not a good idea. Um, especially when you're going to get them for free probably during the league. You're going to kill a few people, but you don't really want to be hiring anymore if you can help it because you want to be keeping that money for best of goods. Um, so this build, I think, and I think I fell foul to this, is good for perpetual leagues. Maybe not so much short leagues because this is, uh, yeah, 
it's very much focused on the big guys. It's focused on the players that are going to struggle to level up because they've got no skills to block with. They've got no skills to kill with. And the only way these big guys are going to get SVP is through MVP allocation and, yeah, killing stuff, basically. They're not going to score. So, well, very, 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 very rarely. So they're your guys that you, you know, you're going to have want to have from the start, which I think when you've got a longer, long league or something that's just going to go on forever, that's a great build. But what I've tended to go for, and it seems to work a lot better, is to go for three bloaters. And then uh, the big guy, two pestigors. So you're basically losing a bloater. You're switching a bloater out for another pestigore. Uh, two re-rolls and then five rotters to make it up to 11. And that gives you just that extra bit of mobility and doesn't sacrifice too much punch on the line. And then you've only got to save 110k to get another bloater. Is that bang on 1 million, is it? That's 970, I believe, or 980. 30k, couple 30K of in the bank already. And you can't really afford to pay for, you don't have to pay for apothecaries or anything like that. So you're basically just saving for players. You know, and hopefully, yes, yeah, 970k. Yeah. So um, you need another 80k to get your fourth warrior. Yeah, yeah. But then you've already got the two Pestigors, and two is obviously better than one, but they do tend to, obviously. But the two of them together is much better because you can cover much more space in the backfield. Like I was saying earlier, you always want to have the two back to get the ball. You don't really want to, you can't be an elf and just have one, which is why the one Pestigor builds suck because. You, the rotters are so slow. You don't really want to have them back anyway because they just if they have to run off and get the ball to one side, they're not going to come back for two turns. Um, so having two pestigors is always a good idea. I think because most leagues are shorter, not shorter, but they're not they don't go on forever. You know, it's probably six to ten games. Probably having two for the start's good, which is why your three pestigor builds quite interesting. And why I think that'd be really good for like a really short league that's like four or five games. Um, but this is kind of an interim in between. It's quite nice to have the two of them. Yeah, nice, mate. I think that um, those are the kind of builds you get. As we said, Nurgle just really struggle. I think from I think it's the seventy k re rolls that fucks them. I think all the positionals are fine. If their re rolls were like sixty k, you could just squeeze in that extra pestigor into like every build, and they would be a lot stronger out of the bat. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but that's why they're tough. You know, as we say, Blood Bowl's not, Blood Bowl teams are not created equally, and this team is definitely up there with the toughest to start with. Um, I mean, in a perpetual league, though, you know, that's why I think the other build, the first one I said, is so good, because you're just getting as many casualties as you can, as many MVPs on them as you can, and you just build and build and build, and you add the pestigors later. You don't even really worry about the results, just punch stuff, get MVPs, get casualties. But in a league where you need to win games to get to the knockouts, more pesticles the better whether it's two or three it's up to you but um yeah i think between those two builds i think pretty much that's probably something we both go for i think more pesticles yeah. is, more pesticles is the key having one is yeah. bad bad yeah I, I think if i do this in the dbl um, we can disagree i mean you've actually tried to take them and stuff more than i have so that's fair enough you probably know more but i think i would go for the build i said where i go three pesticles and just deal with the two warriors early on and, and just be happy with the fact I'm going to have two warriors, two, like hope to qualify, obviously, and have two warriors for the knockouts. But even then, if I'm in the cuck, like I'd have two naked warriors. But those three re-rolls, I think, would be just bring a different dynamic to the team. Yeah, the re-rolls, sorry. Yeah, you're right. The festivals and the re-rolls. Yeah. 
It's huge yeah, because they don't have any block. They just have no block. They've got no punching skills and you need the re-rolls. You at least need a re-roll for a pickup more often than not. And then you need the other re-rolls for blocks. When you do get that pickup without a re-roll and you've got the two, you're like, oh, God, good Lord. <laughs> it's like, I've <laughs> still got two for blocking because the whole team breaks down. You know, there's this, yeah. they, just, they just don't do anything well. And that's the problem is they just don't have the re-rolls. It makes them hilarious. Don't get me wrong. Um, Stupid things happen. You just think, oh, bloody hell, they've fallen over trying to punch a goblin. Great. Um, stunty teams wreck them, to be honest. They cause all kinds of troubles to this team. Uh, yeah, because you've got no tackle and no block to punch yeah, them. Tentacles, are, just, you can get the, the, the beast if they're stupid enough to go anywhere near him. He can yeah. tie a couple up. But... <laughs> but, then, but then they've also got the big guys to knock him off. And with a stunty team, you're going to go for it. And you, well, what's the worst thing that can happen with a troll? Oh, chainsaw falls over. There's no real difference to them. So... Stunty teams wreck Nurgle teams. It's a bit yeah. sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit sad. Um, all right, Mark. Shall we? Shall we go and up? Uh, let's talk about how we skill our players up. Let's talk about. Um, well, let's go for the Pestigals first. They're the stars. I think aren't they? so. Yeah. Um, I think there's a couple couple of different types of Pestigals you can build. Probably first up, as you said, uh, if you're taking that one Pestigal up front, is going to be your ball runner, your running dude, mm-hmm. um, who's got on your regular choices. And we already had a little chat about this, but I think first choice is either extra arms or short hands, depending on your persuasion. Yeah, I mean, it's a great uh, argument for block um, as well, just because more blocks, more fun. Um, because and certainly on my build with three three rerolls, that's a bigger choice. Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, it depends what you roll. I mean, if you roll just a normal skill, uh, you probably go short hands uh, or extra arms, depending on how you fancy going. Um, both maybe but yeah block's always a good second skill even a good first skill it depends what you're playing against in your lead you know if you've got a lot of stuff with dodge and not a lot of block or whatever or you've got to play against uh, a lot of elves then block's a great skill off the bat I mean what I tend to do because if you go for the two two best to go build you'd go for one that's a killer and one that's sort of a bull carrier so to say short hands on one extra arms you know you could add some more mutations in there but off Big the hands, two heads, they're good. Two heads is good as well. Um, what is a tasty skill, if you roll a double, is always probably dodge for me. Yeah. Um, because you know that, that these guys are always going to be your scorers unless something's gone wrong and a rotter runs it in. Hopefully that never happens to you or doesn't happen often. But these guys should be scoring to the point where you maybe don't even have to pick them as your MVPs because you know they're going to score so much and that actually helps the rest of the team but uh you know game one if you can get score get an mvp on it great you know you've instantly got a skill i would say to go the from, killer yeah so the killer yeah what would you i mean for a killer with strength you could go mighty blow straight off the bat i probably well so i'd probably say more not just a killer but like he's going to be your your ball getter and killer so I'd probably still go wrestle instead of blocks first because he's going to be able to pop the ball and bring people down. And then you're going to look at other skills, like I said. I mean, maybe there's three builds. Like a, maybe there's like a ball mover, a, mm-hmm. a sort of more like a safety and then a killer. Does yeah, that, yeah, yeah. like you said, be block, mighty blow, claw, all those kinds of things. Yeah. But I think secondary to the ball mover is if you can get as quickly as you can get a guy with like wrestle, tackle, strip ball, frenzy, mm-hmm. things like that. He's got the horns. He's an awesome guy and it, like you said block 
Marty Blow Claw kind of killing dude is well, your third or fourth one. I think I think the the safety ball popper is earlier than that. I don't think you need to kill players. You need to get the ball. Yeah, yeah. Defend defense is a big okay again big problem for them because they just don't have players that are fast enough and they don't have the skills to stop elves from dodge. So yeah, attack. You're probably right. A tackler or a sort of as you say ball sacker, a ball carrier, and then if you can a killer. So you get your claw, okay. your mighty blow. Things like that a lot. But we're talking three or four levels in. But for a short-term league, you probably want someone who's got, you know, sure hands, extra arms, two heads maybe, or dodge, if you can get the double. And then you want someone who's got tackle, wrestle, strip ball, then any of them skills, and then, you know, the killer later on. But you're not going to get too many in a short league, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. Um and then they'll, they'll nicely juxtapose, 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 uh, with the uh, the Nurgle warriors or the bloaters. Um, yeah. And these are very much, I mean, for me, like two builds. I think you've got like a hitty dude, hitty yeah. type warrior, and then like an annoying stop people from getting away from you anti edge type warrior, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so the hitty ones again, like block on both, like block straight away, just makes yeah. it so much better. First two to level up block for me every single time. Um, get because two they've got block. to be able to do that hitting on the line. Yeah. And it makes it so much more reliable, you know. You're not having to burn re-rolls on that, them bad dice that you roll. Um, they're normally hitting people on two dice, so if you've got the block, it makes them great. So block, probably followed by, what do you think, Mighty Blow? Yeah, Mighty Blow. Or maybe something like that. I think two of them exactly the same, just to shred stuff. And then on the other two, Guard, Tentacles. Maybe stand firm. I'm not sure. You could even go for claw on them as well. Why not? You know, later on. But we're talking way down the line. I think first skill, you're probably only going to get one skill on them, is block twice, guard on another one, and then maybe go claw on the fourth one. But I'd be, you know, probably go for something like tentacles or another guard maybe. Um, just in terms of a small league. In terms of perpetual, you can go every, you can go crazy. But you know, just because of their access to mutations. But I don't know what you think, whether you change it up and do other, do other things in a short league or... Yeah, I think I would probably go, like, definitely block on the first couple, but then maybe consider guard on, like, the third. It depends on who you're playing. If you're going to be coming up against more orcs and more strengthy stuff, actually getting a guard, again, if he's not going to skill up again, like, it might be, that might end up being really useful. Like... Yeah. Usually on my Chaos Chosen, I go like block on the first one, guard on the second one, block on the third one, guard on the fourth one, and then like reverse, and then like guard <laughs> kind of thing. So, but I yeah. think in Nurgle, you probably need more block quicker. So maybe a couple of block first. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. I think, I think we're on the same wavelength. I think they just need to be able to punch better and block makes this team. A bit like with uh, Dodge on the Bretts last time, it makes the team so much better. Block on them guys makes the team so much better. Um, you'll notice a difference anyway, definitely. I think it was, if it was me and the team was building amazingly, I think I'd go like block, block. So this is on the four, block first, then block on the second, maybe guard on the third as first skill, and then maybe tentacles on the fourth, just to like yeah. build a sort of cool spread of that and have an extra tentacles dude. And then mm -hmm. a, the tentacles dude would get like block next, and the guard guy might get stand, you know, and then you'd start to mix it up. But I think that would be how I would go. Mm. Yeah, and then as you say, or as we said, in a perpetual league with mutations, 
Oh, they start to become super strong when they get. You put tentacles on. Blow everywhere. You literally put tentacles on all of them, and then yeah. claw, and it just becomes you know horrendous. Elf teams literally can't move past them. They can't throw near them. <laughs> you can see how they just shut the game down. But we're talking fifty games here. Game, you know, league play that just doesn't exist in the real world other than online. And I'm sure there's horrendous Nurgle teams on like perpetual ladders that nobody wants to play because they do. It would just be nice if they had a a way to make him better at doing that earlier on without breaking the game, but then not so like ridiculous. Yeah, make a balance that a bit better. They start all the way down here at the bottom of the graph, and then at the end of the graph, they're right at the top. They're weird, weird team. And then let's move on to the beast or the bot spawn. Whoever you want to talk about him, who's awesome. I mean, he pretty much goes. I mean, it's interesting. You can. I would always go Stamfen first because I think that's really good for not people can't push him off. But the argument is you can take break tackle so that you can move him away to get him where you want him to be. So there's like a, there's two ways to look at it. I think fifty-fifty between stand firm and guard. In okay. my personal opinion, um, break tackle. He, he shouldn't be moving if he's in a situation where he's tying up players. Do you really want to move him? Probably not. So he's probably in a decent position anyway. Unless well, it's like you were talking about if he's stuck next to one dwarf blocker and yeah. he can quality yeah. plus be tagging three, then that's, that's yeah. the time, isn't it? T- totally, totally. I don't think you're going to be moving him too much. It's definitely something for maybe for later on because he's got strength skills, so it's not that else he can take unless you roll a double. So yeah, maybe that you end up just being left being you know, able to take that. It's not a lot else, but I'd probably take guard and stand firm over that first. And but grab just, is really good as well to keep people next to him. Yes. Probably grab before that as well, to be fair. <laughs> we're pushing, <laughs> we're pushing uh, break tackle down the list, or I am in my, in my head anyway. Well, um, it's just like how we were talking earlier when you were, when you were saying about, you know, you want him to be in a good place and yeah. tying up the most people. And to me, break tackle does that. Yes, he's got loner, so you're two plus with that. And you've got to roll a two plus really mm. super first. And then another two plus, not good. But that gives him mm. that mobility to get where you want him to be. So it's just, I'm just how I'm thinking along those mm. lines. Yeah, no, you, yeah, I understand where you're coming from for sure. Um, it's got definitely, definitely merits to it. I just don't know whether you take that over. Because he's, again, in a short league, I'm thinking, just like the bloaters, he's going to level up once, maybe twice if you're lucky. So would you take break tackle for him first? Maybe. I, I just think, as you said, stand firm off the bat probably the first thing you'd go for and then you might go guard instead um, if you're really struggling against like bash teams or you're in a league full of bash teams but that, that's that's my opinion on it I don't know I don't know um, there's probably someone out there screaming no always break tackle but I can't see it being good unless you're like 20 games in 30 games in you know yeah that's fair enough um, but yeah the beast he is a beast. He's awesome. And if he rolls a double, he's getting blocked straight away, isn't he? Straight away. Like all the big guys. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. They just become so much more reliable. And that's actually a point where you're like, you know what? I'm going to throw that stupid dice to, to hit people. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. It suddenly becomes a reliable hitter. Um, it's the combination of having to roll really stupid and then not have block yeah. that's bad, isn't it? little tip for... Um budding Nurgle players out there is you, you do need to punch with him. You do need to punch to get SPP. So it's not, and I'm not saying never use him. Don't leave him in the middle of the pitch like he's 
you know, made of porcelain. He does need to get it stuck in. But if you can get a free dice with him, do it. Because just the same with any big guy, basically. If you, there'll be situations where you need to use him to break a cage or need to use him to do something. And, you know, that's just how it is in Bluff Bowl. You've got to roll dice. And You'll always roll a one. That's... You'll always roll a one, and that's just how it is, you know. But you might not, and you might save the day. But um, if you're going to block stuff, try and get a free dicer, if you can. <laughs> or at least uh, leave it to the end of the turn if you can't, because, he, yeah, he doesn't have block. And it's such a big thing, such a big thing for the big guys. And that counts for all of them, not just him. Um, but because of, of Nurgle being so reliant on the, the positioning and the, the negative play where they're kind of blocking out areas of the pitch, if he falls over, it's just as bad as him rolling really stupid. So, you know, that's a whole pillar of your defence or your offence gone. Um, so you always got to think twice. But yeah, if you can get three dice on him, with him, then great, do it every time. You just got. You just got to remember, really, without really stupid. And people forget this: the whole odds of dice rolling and all that kind of thing. Like, if you're relying on the big guy to do something, that's a one in six. A one in six, you're going to fail. Like, yeah. it's it's quite likely. In Blood Boy, you want to be reducing it to, you know, so like a two plus dodge is a one mm -hmm. in nine because you got to re-roll. Um, ideally, you want to be reducing it to one in thirty-six, which is like a two dice with block with a re-roll. That those are the kind of odds you're looking at. Big guys, one in six. And no re-roll is it's just it's just bad odds. Like yeah. if you have to do it, you have to do it. But you don't mm -hmm. want to be building your strategy around it. And it's a, no. it's a tool that's there, but yeah. you don't want to have to do it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Totally agree. Brings us on to the final player, oh. last but not least, the Rotters. <laughs> I just mean, these dudes just sit on the line, don't they? Dirty player, draw a line under it. Call it that. <laughs> I don't know what else to give it. I mean, you might get, um, you might build some block, some block in there. Um, Dirty player is definitely right up there on my list, and you, maybe one, one with kick. Yes, I was about um, to say, kick's a great skill. To be fair, I, uh, I'm not a massive fan with Nurgle for two reasons. One, there's normally not a lot of them on the pitch because they all get beaten up. Um, and two, yeah, it just if your players up with Nurgle early on in the league. Thumbs up. Well done. You're very, very rarely going to be doing that. So you don't want to be fouling unless you're probably two players up, three players up. Because with your play, you're, the way they play and you get someone sent off, you know, it's kind of lost the positional. Even the rotters are important in moving that cage up the pitch. Um, so if you're fouling, maybe use a fouling piece that you have later on in the league. Maybe what? Eight games in, when you get to the knockouts, you've got 13, 14 players. Probably don't want any more than 13. You might have a fowler to bring on for your drive just to start punching heads in, but you probably won't want to use them unless you are players up. Um, so I'd say kick, good option. And as you said, block's always a good option. But then they do add to the team value, you know, and a lot of inducements are quite good at wrecking Nurgle like Wizards. I've always found, like on Blood Bowl 2, what's it called? Fireball, good, good God. <laughs> It just, <laughs> you may as well not bother playing sometimes. It'll just blow you up. The moment you've lost the ball, it's all over. Um, not all over, but it's very difficult to get it back. Um, so you can blow them a bit. You can sack them. Don't feel bad about sacking them. In fact, I would probably sack them if anybody got more than one skill. Uh, and the likelihood of them getting injured is high because they have decay. It might not mean that they're dead, but it may be that they have two stat busts. 
So you start getting yeah. rotters that are agility you too. At least it's um, just sacking. At least the Camry Guardians have got regen. These guys haven't even got regen. They are yeah. really, really crunchy, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. you, I just, I, it's kind of part of the entertainment of playing this team as well. It's just the hilarity of what injuries these poor guys take <laughs> as the game goes along. Um, you think, crikey, he's died twice. That definitely happened before. Um, yeah, don't go mental with them. Um, don't try and build them up too much. And in fact, if they get too big, Sacken, to be honest. That's my opinion. They're just too much of a... You don't want to start relying on rotters because they are going to die. There's nothing you can do about it, i <laughs> to say. I don't know if you agree with me, but that's my thoughts on them. I think you're right. They're like, a bit like zombies. Yeah. They are the ultimate blood bowl fodder. And peasants, you know, there are some delicious players that we love to stick on the line and watch them die. And that's why blood bowl's fun. Um, and like you said, Decay's funny because... On your team guardians, it's not so funny because when they die, it's really not great. But on these guys, it's just kind of funny because you roll it twice and hilarious things are going to happen to them and you don't really care because like a loner rotter is a lo- whatever. Like you're not going to use them for much anyway. So, so it yeah. just adds to the fun and it's yeah. it's where decay has its place in a way it doesn't really have its place on guardians as much. No, like, I agree. Oh my god, yeah. it's not so good. But it's fun on the rotters, isn't it? I feel like Decay was built for Nurgle rotters. It wasn't yeah. built for Kemri. <laughs> it's mean, so mean. Yeah. So Martin it's... and I were discussing, you know, mummies probably should have it as well. And that would <laughs> actually add a lot of balance back into the undead where they're so powerful the mummies could die, but they don't yeah, and the guardians yeah. do. And it's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's mean. It's mean. But that's part of the team, isn't it? They're all different. But yeah, I, yeah, don't rely on them. Um, don't treat them like human linemen. You know, they'll, maybe they'll get some block and maybe they'll be useful. Just don't bother. As you said, journey rotters, no difference, man. Just try not to block with them. <laughs> Just <laughs> have them, yeah, let the rotters die. That's, that's my always my defence. Try not to load the line with the big guys. Just three rotters. But yeah, um, don't care about them. <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's just I agree. Yeah. super fun. Right, listeners, uh, we're going to take another short break here and then we'll come back and talk about our favourite tournament bill. Let's do it. Welcome to the final segment of this Nurgle COVID coronavirus, very apt podcast we're doing here in this race review. Um, and we're going to talk about Nurgle in a tournament environment, which may be not so apt, Mark, because it's a bit sad. The coronavirus has meant that we can't go to tournaments and spend time with our friends and drink, hasn't it? We can't. We can't. All we can do is wallow in self-pity in Nurgle's garden. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
Nurgle down. The, the tournaments that would have been. The tournaments that would have been. I think the backbreaker would have been coming up. It, it would have been, yeah. I mean, where are we? We're in May it, now. So, yeah, backbreak would have been in, what, not, it's not this, this weekend. Coming, this coming weekend, yeah, I think it would have been. I think it was this day. coming weekend. I think it's on, on my, uh, yeah, I think so. I think it was a weekend after I got back. It would have been getting back from the States. Hey, ho. It would have been so nice. Have you been doing any of the uh, the sort of Fumble NAS Live tournaments or not really getting them? You don't play, you can't play Fumble, can you? Cause you can't. Can't play Fumble on a Mac, it seems, because it's a work Mac that I'm using. I don't really want to download any. Yeah, that's fair. I'm doing yeah, stuff. I mean, I've got it on my own personal Mac, and it's a pain in the ass. You have to download. It's just annoying. It doesn't yeah. work so well. But yeah. I've been playing in some of the NAF Live events. They've been good fun. Watched a few streams. Watched a few like chats about it, and obviously yourself. You've been on them. Yeah, it sounds incredible. Fantastic. You know that that the community is going to pull together to do something like that. Um, amazing that you can play people from all over the world as well. I mean, you can't do that any, you know, in a normal tournament uh, unless people have travelled, which we, you know, lucky enough, some of the tournaments we've been to, the people have travelled. But yeah, incredible. I mean, you must hats off to all the people who organise it. It must be tough. <laughs> I can't yeah, imagine. Purple Goo is right at the forefront of it, and has been he's been doing really well, and all the other guys have been doing it. But you're right. I mean, I played uh, so I played a couple of them now, and. I played a couple of French dudes, played a Belgian dude, an Italian dude, and um, I can tell you their lockdowns are worse than ours, but they're all still upbeat and cracking on, and it's, yeah. it's, it's quite nice to chat with them and see how they're going and just bond mm-hmm. over the game and, and, you know, have a little bit of normality of what you would feel in your life. It's been quite nice. Mm. Yeah, I, can imagine it's, I imagine it's great, man. I imagine it's great to just chat to people like we're doing now, just about a similar interest, you know? Absolutely. Um, it brings us together, doesn't it, Mark? Yeah, we're so Absolutely. different. Otherwise, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So Nurgle in the tournament environment. I mean, like I said at the start of this podcast, Mark, they are actually a team that have some options in the tournaments, often because they're such a low tier. So yes. chaos tend to be higher. Chaos tend to creep into that tier three, sometimes even tier two, like a more like higher than you might want them to be. And quite yeah. often the tournament. Packs are kind to Nurgle and place them pretty low. Mm. Normally, normally. They normally tend to be in the same tier, but as you say, chaos can sometimes be higher. And it gives you some interesting options. Normally, you get a double skill and you just get a lot more skills in general, um, which can kind of alleviate some of the issues that we were chatting about from Leeds, which is quite fun. So, what would you take for a standard 1.1? And we wouldn't say, listeners, like I probably wouldn't take these guys. In a 1.1, I'd probably look for a bit more money. Yeah, but what yeah. would you take if you if you were going to? Uh, so 1.1, um, I'll probably go for three Pestigors, three Bloaters, uh, the big guy, and then make it up with Rotters to the 11. And then you could get three re-rolls in. Or alternatively, you could go for two, and maybe I think you can fit another Pestigore in. So you get the fourth Pestigore. I think the maths is right. That's quite a good shout, having the four of them. Um, it means you don't have any stars, but you've just got the majority of the bulk that you need. Uh, but you do only have 11 players, which could be an issue, but for tournaments, ah, you know, they're all region anyway. It's not too big a deal. But um, depending on the package, I mean, normally you're going to get a double, right? So you're, you'd probably suggest leader if you go for the two re-rolls. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that block is in also another good shout on the beastie if you've got the double as well. But I've also been to tournaments with Nurgle where I've gone for guard on the big guy and actually taken dodge on a Pestigore. Just oh, to yeah. have nice. just to have a kind of dodgy boy, somebody who's 
I mean, you obviously can be taken down, tackled, but somebody who can just get out of sticky situations, free up dodges every now and then, or the blitzes away, um, pretty tasty. Uh, that's that's something I've gone for before. Apart from that, we pretty much follow what we do in the league and have probably two bloaters with block. If you can stack block, maybe even three, maybe guard on one of the big guys, you then skill up every pesticle you have with something. So whether that's be block, tackle, mighty blow, you pick. Wrestle. You wrestle. Um, all the kind of real standard skills. You don't want to go, you don't want to start, I mean, unless you're doing a theme. You don't want to throw tentacles on every bloater you have unless you fancy it, basically. Um, but yeah, it's, there's a lot of different ways to build them, but I think in terms of skills, you probably want to stay very basic because they actually that allows them to catch up with all the teams that normally are ahead of them because you're going to be in a lower tier. So make use of all the extra skills is my, my advice. Yeah, no, I don't think you're far off. I mean, um, yeah, but... They're a team that you can take advantage of in tier lists where they give them lots of skills, like you said. And I, I could see that. If you had like seven or eight skill choices and you were skilling up four bloaters, like getting a couple of block, one guard, and maybe even one tenth mm. is quite nice. Like you've got a few skills spread around. I definitely would look for like a wrestle pestigore. If I can get, I'm going to have try and have a minimum of two pestigores and have one with, like you said, maybe dodge if you're going to take the double or sure hands, like ball yeah. carrying type stuff. And then one guy would wrestle to sit at the back and, and get the ball because you need somebody. Like mm-hmm. most people have the the privilege of having a block blitzer type player who they can just go block tackle and then take tackle on. So they're their they're their sacker or you know something like that. But you've got to think outside the box with the Nurgle and it's going to be that wrestle that wrestle pestigore, even like a wrestle tackler if you can stack like I consider. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then you've got the choice between shorthands block on your ball carry and things like that. So there are yeah. there are choices there. And that's what I think is the strength of the Nurgle in tournaments when you get those choices where you mm-hmm. can actually bulk them out more. I mean, I've just worked out what I think is quite an interesting, fun build. We were talking before about Billa Shardhorn, who, just to remind listeners, he's the sort of new, slightly expensive, but I think quite solid um, Pestigore. Uh, he's a standard Pestigore stats. Um, as we said, move six, strength three, agility three, armor eight. But he's got quite a nice plethora of skills where he starts with block. Uh, and then he gets extra arms, foul appearance, which is nice, horns that like the normal pestigore, Nurgle's rot regen, and then that weird stab, but also two heads. So he can pick the ball up on a two, he can dodge on a two, he's got block to stop people blocking him down, you know, etc. He's got a good set of skills. So I'm yeah, going to take him as, say again, mate? That was going to say, he's your, he's your ball carrier, isn't he? And I mean, this is the thing, like we were saying in the Brett's chat, he, you know, you don't really care if you score with star players in in the tournament, it doesn't matter where the touchdowns come from, who cares? Absolutely. You so can you, build you a team around him. Get the ball on, two plus on him. He's even dodging away on twos. Um, you could probably blitz his way through a hole and still dodge away on twos because he's got that two heads. He's pretty awesome. And if he's got a bunch of pestivals with him, he's got his little entourage. Yeah. So the team I figured out I could build around him, and this is 1.15, so that's kind of like pearly kings and queens is that sort of level, and there are team things around that, but at 1.1 you could reduce it a little bit. Um, I've gone for all four pestigals, so I've got five pestigals overall, including him. Uh, just the one bloater, uh, who's partnered by the beast, so you've got two bigger guys that sort of sit up on the line, and then fill out the roster with rotters and two rerolls. So yeah, I'm definitely going to then use my double to take leader to get three because I think that's what you need in this team. So one of your pestigals is probably rocking leader. 
and the others have got a mixture of wrestles and and things that are going to help you get the ball back because you've got the block full of Shardhorn who's going to be carrying. Um, it leaves, and then yeah, you, you two guys up on the line are going to want to stand firm and guard mm. and things on the on the two blokes. Uh, it leaves you open to the Buller getting like removed turn one, and your whole team's a bit fucked to be honest. But I think it's quite nice. I think it get a bit of mobility. I think it could be an enjoyable roster to take. Depends on the skill package though, right? Cause, like Noble, nearly. I mean, I've played four, five, six tournaments with them, in, and they normally always have a double skill. So you probably could get, you know, someone's now someone the other pesticles is going to have short hands. Probably send some of the others into more defensive pieces. Um, so even if Buller does get a rock thrown at her, or him, I don't know what it is. Um, you're still going to have. <laughs> who, who knows how Buller wants to identify? Well, he's got two heads. That's all I know. Uh, maybe he wants to <laughs> identify differently. Um, and stab. What's he stabbing with? Or she? <laughs> <laughs> there is a picture of her somewhere. I don't know what. I don't know what she's stabbing with, man. Scary stuff. Um, yeah, you, you know, you're going to have the extra skills. So even if you do lose, uh, you've still got four pestigors. I think it's going to be rough against punchy teams. You're going to really struggle. Uh, because you Not enough need, strength up front. Not yeah. a lot of strength. But yeah, you're, you're like a running, yeah, just a kind of dirty running team, really. That's all I can, can explain it. Sounds fun. The other stars I would think of taking would probably be uh, maybe Lude Grip, potentially. Uh, or well, with a grasp is definitely one way you can well, yeah. get the ball back with. Yeah, with a grasp is a great defensive piece. I'm thinking more like like you're saying, like 1.15 or 1200 TD, and also Tolly could be quite a lot of fun at tournaments. Um, you know, it's t- it's tough with secret weapons. You've got to make sure if you're taking him that you've got a bench because otherwise you can suffer. A couple of rotters are gone. Suddenly you've got one turn at the end of the drive in the first half, and he's sent off straight away. Um, so you've got to be careful. But he's quite a lot of fun. You can take him to tournaments. Not so sure about the big guys. Um, but yeah, any of them really. Guffle plus more kids can be a bit of fun. Um, there's all possibilities. And because they have, if it's a larger TV, because they've got so many skills elsewhere that you can take, you've got something that alleviates it a little bit. Like with a grasp can become your ball sacker. It means that you can turn some of the pesticles into killers. More like killers. Um, <laughs> just mighty blow that's all they're going to take but um, yeah things like that it's just could just make it a bit more fun that's that's definitely what I would try it out if you wanted to use stars that is anyway I, and I think we've spoken about this I think they are supposed to be a fun team and I think the way to make them fun at tournaments is to probably take stars like I think yeah. I don't think you're going to have fun at tournaments if you don't take stars I think you're going to try and build a team around one of the stars but have a bit of a laugh, and that's probably what they're going to be best for. Yeah, one point one point one is a struggle to take a star. I wouldn't. It's not. It isn't fun. I mean, it's just it's going to be more a more reliable version of your team. So if you're going to go for a one, yeah one point one tournaments or even one TV one thousand tournaments that I've been to before, you're going to have more skills. They're just more and more reliable noble team off the bat. So it's good practice to kind of get used to how the team might play three or four games into a league. Um, because you you kind of got all that block already and stuff like that. So you're not going to go to a tournament to win it with Nurgle, but it is good practice for league play, um, especially lower TV, lower TV tournaments. But as you said, higher TV, throw the stars in, because what else you got? Rotters? Great. <laughs> Woo! 
more rotters. <laughs> so that's, as good as, that's as good as it gets for me, I think. <laughs> I mean, it's a shame because I've seen some really effective tournament fouling teams, you know, bills. Like you can do it with Norse. I actually played a an Elven Union fouling team at uh, one of the NAF live events. Apparently, this is a thing in Europe where you you take linemen with like a couple of them with dirty player and you foul your opponent off, and it worked. He fouled off uh, um, uh, the mighty Zug in turn two. It was surprisingly effective. <laughs> but, but, and and in, in a way, I kind of see this team as like you should be able to do that kind of play style because they're so expensive. You just can't get enough to have a bench to do it. Like that's that's yeah. the problem I see with it. Unless you just go, well, you go all rotters. You could do it, right? You're laughing. Yeah, just all, all rotters. rotters. That's what four hundred k, four hundred forty k is eleven players done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all of them. Bile, bile, rot, vomit, flesh. He's got dirty player, and uh, Max. Those are Borak. Zia. Hell yeah! There you go. This solved. No, no other, no other tournament builds for Nurgle. We've solved it. Put it in a box, seal it, and no one can change it again. And that's under a thousand k. You could take that. <laughs> you could take that to a, to any tournament ever. No rerolls. Both those stars. Dirty player. Just kick him. Kick him in the face. Rotters. We've got to work it out. So what is it? Sixteen times forty. Six hundred forty plus the uh, Borak. Oh, God, I messed this up. Plus viral rot. One one twenty. May have to have fifteen rotters, not sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, you get some uh, fan factor and um, etc. Basically, Borak picks a player he wants on the floor, hits him, and then the rotters stab in the red. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, and, and then all your skills are just dirty player on the rotters. All the all the rotters have dirty player that you can. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. It would really piss your opponent off, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. But fuck it. <laughs> so if you're going to commit to it, you just go all in. But I think it's hilarious with two stars. In fact, I think I might even do it for a laugh one day. Two strength five stars as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Borat goes off and blitzes someone and the rotters just jump on his head. Love it. That would be very silly. It's a shame you can't do more than one foul a turn and just get your beat stuck in everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh, well. 11 fouls. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably, you know what, there's probably someone out there who's done it. And God bless you. Or well, nothing bless you. They're trying. Absolutely tomorrow. I'm sure you lost 4-0, but had a great time. <laughs> well, Mark, I think that wraps up the Nurgle for us. Like we said, um, and as the listeners have probably got from the tournament, they're not they're not particularly effective at tournaments. It's not a team you take to win. Um, but that's not really a problem with Blood Bowl. Like it's all about the fun and the fluff and it's it's a GW game where you can absolutely enjoy it without having to try and power game and be good. So yeah, don't take Nurgle if you wanna win tournaments or if you wanna win stuff necessarily. But take it for the fun and the challenge and the fluff and all that sort of thing, I would say. Absolutely, as you said, challenging team. <laughs> Again, really rewarding um, if you you know pull it off. If you can get those touchdowns, get those draws, get those wins, uh, you know stop scores with your disturbing presence. Really quite rewarding because it's just things that you can do with this team that no other team can do, which is kind of fun. Kind of the reason you play them, um, and also at the same time they're probably the most active team in the game, which we spoke about really early on. 
you're always active in your turn, of course, and you're always active in your opponent's turn because your opponent's probably going to forget foul appearance. They're probably going to forget uh, disturbing presence. So you've got to be switched on. You can't just sort of let them move around your players. Um, you've got to constantly be alert, constantly be doing stuff, interacting with your you know, opponent. So they're a different team, something a bit, bit more. Uh, yeah, you've got to be alert, you've got to be on your toes all the time with them. But um, that's a challenge, a different challenge to a lot of other teams. So that's that's what I think of them. I think they're excellent. Maybe uh, maybe they are the team for me, Mark. And as as we know, listeners, I am someone who likes to be bloody annoying and piss off at people and you know make my opponents hate me and all that sort of thing. So maybe playing this kind of team, which is just super irritating, could be for me. You know, it, I I would recommend them to everybody for two reasons. First reason is they are, as I said, quite got fun to use. Uh, quite a lot of fun in your opponent's turn. They, as you say, got a lot of negative traits, which are frustrating for your opponents, but fucking hilarious for you when they when they go off. <laughs> but also for the second reason, that is when you go back to normal teams, Blood Bowl seems just so much more easy. It's great. <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah. That is a good a good note to end on, I think. Yeah, uh, Mark, <laughs> play Nurgle to, and then you can take the stabilizers off and play a real team. Yes, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Well, listeners, uh, thanks for listening in, and uh, thanks, Mark, for coming on to talk to us about Nurgle. Thanks for having me, Tom. It's been a pleasure. Right, truly, mate. truly, my favourite team. Truly. Good. Thanks, mate. And we'll talk to you again soon. Cheers, Tom. Take care. Cause what he does, he does so well Makes me want to